Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. We are back. We are here. In the house. In no crickets. No crickets. They've all been destroyed by either cold temperatures or poison. <laughs> Chemicals. Live in the Snarf Talk studio. Soon to be new Snarf Talk studio. We keep saying that. <laughs> I have yet to see plans drawn up. Architects in here. Yeah. Buildings tore down. We're actually just going to add moved out. an entire second story to my current office. Which is going to be an entire studio. We could do that. It's pretty exciting. I mean, really, all we got to do is cut a hole in your ceiling. I'm not going to do that. We're just going to put stilts and just build a building on top of this building. On top of this building. That would make the most sense. On top of the roof. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Hey, real quick. Yes. You know what stretches my springs, Chris? What stretches your springs, Jerry? Mm, I'm going to tell you what stretches my springs. When I walk up, if I'm going to any sort of building, right, like a gas station, a bank, uh, those are the only two places I go, Walmart. Well, no, they have automatic doors. Never mind. A place where I'm going to open a door, right? And I walk up to the door and I see somebody coming up behind me relatively quickly, like at a pace that I feel like we're going to meet at the same time. I usually grab the door, pull it open. For any man, woman, child to let them in. Yeah, right? of course. I hold me too. the door 100% of it. for the person behind me. You hold the door. I do. I hold I Hold, hold the door. Hold door. I hold door. So you're hold 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 door. Yes, just like one eighth the size. Yeah. So I open the door for people. What drives me nuts is that I'll pull the door open and if somebody then puts their hand on the door as if I'm going to throw it at them. It's like, give me the credit. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm going to say, Oh, you're welcome. Don't worry. Hey, (laughs) don't worry about it. Great day. Have a great day. Love you. Yeah. I don't say I love you, but if like, I, I am a small person. I get that, but I'm not this like decrepit, like frail human being that is not capable of holding the door. Do you think I am not going to be able to support the weight of this door for like the second and a half it takes you to walk through and say, okay. Like that's I don't think it has anything to do with your size because I'm relatively large, man. I know it doesn't. And people do the same thing. But why do you feel the need to support the door as you go through? I think they just want to feel like they're doing something. Like they're not relying on you. But really they're stealing your thunder. I'm doing it as like a, as a, like a gesture of goodwill. Yes. 
but they want to steal your thunder. And they want to come in and be like, well, no, it's an ego thing. They don't want to feel helpless. They don't, don't want to feel helpless. Yeah, I don't need you to hold the door for me, okay? I'm well, gonna, I mean, I'm going to weirdly put my hand on this door. It's because you're through. part of the patriarchy. We don't need you holding doors for people. Even for men? Like, I've seen men do that to me. What? Who are you? Well, that, that they feel threatened. They think they that moment that you're holding the door, they think about all the times in, life, in their lives that they haven't held the door for somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this person's better than me. He's better so than I me. Need, how can I, how can I take him down a peg? Well, you're making me feel better, but it still stretches my springs that yeah. people would think that they need to hold a door that is being held open for them. Yeah. I'm a perennial door holder. Yes, as am I. It goes out of my, I go out of my way. Just I don't I don't necessarily go out of my way, but if there's anybody in the vicinity of me and I am before them to the door, <laughs> how about when you I hold the hold door it. for somebody, but they're like in an awkwardly far distance away, and it's like, and then you're just like standing there holding the door, but then they start doing that little speed up walk, yeah, because they're like, well, wait, you oh, hold the door, oh. and then sometimes they'll be like, don't just don't hold it, just don't hold it, I'm too far away, <laughs> let it go, and you're like, I've never had, and that. you're just like, I've committed, I've never had it where they're like. Don't don't even. No, I, just, I'm not. They don't say it, but you can see it in their face that they're yes. just like, okay, well, not, they're like, oh, now I gotta hurry, yeah, because like, you decided to awkwardly hold the door for somebody oh, that was too far away. I'm gonna weird jog towards yeah. you. <laughs> that weird like it's butt like you, out yeah. wiggle move. It's and either they get up there. It's like speed walk slash slow jog. So what annoys you? Soft what jog. stretches your strings more? The people that touch the door or the people that show no gratitude or whatever and just act like the doors are meant to be open for them. You know, that doesn't bother me as much as putting their hand on it. It doesn't just, bother me either. It doesn't bother you, me if somebody doesn't say, like, thank you either. I'm like, this is my door. I don't need a thank you. I, I grabbed the door. I own it's, this door. It's mine. Yeah. Don't touch it. Just walk through it. Just walk through. That's all I want. So that's all I got for my yeah. spring stretcher. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, Jerry, I don't know if you know about this uh, little thing we got, but it's called patreon.com slash snarkcomics. I've heard of it. And uh, we recently uh, released our second Patreon-exclusive podcast. So just, uh, well, this would be, it'd be last week. Yeah. Or no, it'd be uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Three weeks ago, uh, we put out uh, our second Patreon episode. Featuring uh, Alex. Alex Jenkins. He was on last week's episode. Yeah. Um, And... It's a doozy, man. man. We, we did. We haven't done Snarfioki in a long time. Um, we had. Do you remember when we used to have the hidden tracks? Yeah, like at the end of the episode. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Um, but now we've had specific Snarfioki episodes, and yeah, we're doing one, Snarfioki uh, as Patreon exclusives. Now we do like a whole podcast before it. Yeah, but then we do uh, three snarfioki tracks this last one was three tracks and that we did boy let me tell you um there was beverages and flowing <laughs> just it was a flowing. it was a wild ride rated r oh folks, for sure for, rated r uh, if you're a family member then you're listening to this and you're over the age of only because 50 years old you don't need to be listening to that podcast i agree <laughs> um <laughs> Only because, like, there. I wouldn't a, want my grandma listening to it. No, there's a specific song that we recorded that and is. And there's not, a specific level of intoxication. You can't tell during the singing, though. We just sang so well. <laughs> I feel like I really do feel like it's by far the best um, 
possible wow. vocal performance we've done. No. Have you heard the others? I don't know about that, man. I think it is. Um, so our second song, we nailed. If first you uh, want to access this hilarious original exclusive content, Jerry, how do you do that? You'd go to uh, what is it? Patreon.com slash Snarf Comics. Yeah, that's right. I always forget. <laughs> and uh, you just get on there. There's specific tiers you can. Yeah, you, you can set up an account into. and you one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar. But to get the exclusive content, you gotta be a patron at the five dollar level, a Snarf vassal. From five and above, you'll get all of the exclusive yeah. Snarf talk. And we content. got levels above that you can check out if you're interested, um, where you get T-shirts and other free stuff. But um, at the five dollar level, guys, if you're not a patron subscriber, you're missing out. If you, you enjoy the podcast, um, then you should help support it. I've got it scheduled for uh, some script pages coming out here soon. Yeah, if you're not a patron and you do enjoy listening to the podcast, um, you stretch my springs. Yeah, you know what stretches my spring? No, that's not true. <laughs> we appreciate everybody that's no, listening. A lot of people are listening from out of state, which is really great. Yeah, tons of people. Minnesota's blown up. Minnesota's blowing up, but that's crazy. And uh, Maryland? Maryland has blown up. Wisconsin? Minnesota took over for uh, What's going on in Minnesota? I don't even know anybody in Minnesota. I don't either. I don't know anybody in Minnesota. We got some some Californians, too. The Californians. Oh, the Californians? Maybe they take the 405. I got on the 1 over to the 10 and took the 405 downtown. (laughs) That's what they say. What are, did, what are you doing? You kind of did it with a Chicago accent. I did. I, I did. took the 405 <laughs> down to the one. I think you mixed up your cities there. I did. Yo, what are you doing? Yo, Jimmy went over to the 405 over there and got me a dog. Welcome to Chicago Midway Airport. Chi- <laughs> did we just talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> Any unattended baggage will be given to the Chicago Police Department. We're going to throw your baggage on the street. Yeah. Okay, get yourself a dog on the way out. You can pick it up over at Soldier Field. Along with a nice Polish brat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check out uh, patreon.com slash comics. Add time over. That's over, with. Also, check out our website. Guys, we got a cool topic this week. Um, we are going to talk about our favorite Vigi games. No, that's not how you say it. So I was confused for the longest time. You were about, legit confused. I was so what confused. What did you think I was talking about? I had no idea. You you kept saying Vigi games, and I was like, what is a Vigi game? And then he said, you know, a video game, but like, how did you explain it? Like down south? I don't know. That's just like me and some of my other friends always would say, like in college, and we'd just say Vigi games. He, but he's like, you know what, what he means, like, you're just shortening it as if to say, like, video games. Like, instead of right? saying video, you'd be like, video. Video is a weird word. Video. You'd be like, so video. Just like, video. Video. Video games. You're just, but you're sub- substituting a D with a J. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So I thought it was a completely separate system <laughs> I had never heard about that came out. <laughs> What's this, video? In your, like, Really early years. Oh, Gerald. Because you're so old. Yeah. And I thought it was something I didn't know about. I thought about texting my brother. I'd be like, hey, have you ever played a Vigi game? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that? Um, so, no, video games are top. We're doing 15. Top 15 video games. But before video that, games. 
I think Gerald's got some news. I got a few things I wanted to talk about. Yes. And so I saw, I stumbled upon, uh, if you will. You remember the browser extension stumble upon? Did you ever use that? No. It was this browser extension that you put on Firefox or Chrome and you selected like topics that you liked and you just hit a button that says stumble and it would just randomly take you to a website based on your interest. It was awesome. I really? bet it still exists. I want to get it. It probably does, but it's Google's a, taking over. It's a time suck. No, because you just stumble upon random things. Oh, I gotcha. So you put in like astrophysics and you hit stumble and you just stumble upon like amazing. What's the thing on Google where it says feeling lucky? Um, you know, I've always been afraid to I've never it. I've never pressed it. I don't know what it Let's is. Let's push it right now. You push it and I'll push it and we'll see what it is. So now I gotta go to Google. Yeah, you gotta go to like the home the page of Google. Google. Who does that? That's okay. weird because we use Chrome. Oh my god! I just put it over and it says I'm feeling trendy, and now it says I'm feeling wonderful. I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling oh, I'm generous. feeling playful. Okay, one, two, three, push it. Oh, roll it, dice. Mine said I'm feeling puzzled, and it took me to a puzzle. I'm rolling dice. Oh, and it's a game. I can play it. Huh. Roll. What's the southernmost province of the country that occupies approximately one sixth of the Iberian Peninsula? No idea. The southernmost province of the country that occupies approximately one-sixth of the Iberian Peninsula. I'm going to sound really dumb right now. Is Iberian Peninsula like Spain, right? Iberian? I, I don't know. I really don't. Give me a hint. Province? That doesn't help. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I can roll as many dice as I want. 20-sided, 12-sided, 10-sided, 8-sided, 6-sided, 4-sided. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't give you the answer. Like, you just have to keep randomly guessing. Oh, really? Yeah. It doesn't... I, I don't know. This is like a time waster, I feel like. It's like, if you just want to play on Google, Portugal. this is what you do. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm sorry. Anyway, so what I was going to talk about... I don't care about feeling lucky. Um, I've talked about this for a long time, and the actual episode... Or the actual issue isn't out yet, but... Doomsday Clock number 12 yeah. is coming out very soon. I believe next month, the last issue, it could be two months, because I think uh, issue 10 just came out this month. So I think we've got a few months left. But Doomsday Clock number 12, it's been, it was only supposed to be 12 months long. They were supposed to put out an issue every month for a year. That didn't happen because it's been like two years now since Doomsday Clock started. Yeah. Um, or it's going on its second year. So it's taken a lot longer than expected, but I haven't read all of it. I have all of the episodes up to, I believe, 10, because I think it came out. Issues. Issues, yeah, sorry. I keep saying episodes. Um, we've been, s- like, so trapped in this TV world. I know, it's ruining everything. It is ruining my life. And this is, like, where I'm more grounded in myself, <laughs> and I and I feel like I've been stolen away from it. But anyway... Uh, number 12 is coming out soon. They released some of the first uh, pictures, like art that is in the book, and some glimpses of what's going to happen in the final episode. There's Rorschach and a shadow of Batman, and then another shadow of a guy that looks just like Rorschach with a hat on because there's like a time frame thing here. Oh. There's like a crossing of time streams. So the the original Rorschach's there, but then there's like a secondary Rorschach, and I'm very excited about this. Oh. I read the first like five issues, and then I stopped because I caught up to it, 
and then they weren't putting them out and I kind of forgot. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, there's like nine issues out. So I just have been collecting them and waiting until they're all out. Right. Um, so I'm really excited about this. This is a book. Uh, the first four or five issues were amazing, but it ties in two worlds that you would never think would meet. You know what I mean? When it comes to like Watchmen and basically the entire Justice League are coming together because of a... Are they in the same universe or are they in the same dimension or how does that work? Well, I don't want to give away the book, but it, right, it, is, somewhat, it is somewhat the same universe, but it all stems on the Flash. Oh, of course. Yeah. It always does. I know it does. He's like the ultimate like reset button for everything. He Well, he the whole book started because of him going back in time to begin with. So it started like with Flashpoint? Flashpoint? Yes. Oh, that's where it started. That's where it all started. Oh, interesting. It's not this book didn't start at the end of Flashpoint. They're saying that's when the story started. The occurrence of what's like what's going on be, because of Flashpoint is oh, okay. like like what's going on is because of Flashpoint. And they start connecting things and that's why Why have they not made a Flashpoint movie and Watchmen just rebooted and DC. the DC universe? It makes no sense. Yeah. They have the perfect it's incredible. I think they maybe just don't think that people will understand the Flash enough. So, or it'll be too complicated. Yeah, probably. But everybody's had a but nobody like a time watched. like a flashback like time travel movie. Yeah, that's true. There was one called um uh, there was one called Back to the Future. Well, yeah, but there was one <laughs> yes, of course there was. There was three of those actually. Oh, you're talking about uh It starts with a V. A kid in King Arthur's court. Nailed it. That's the one. That's the one I was thinking of. No, there was one with uh um gosh, I can never. Oh, the think cartoon of where the high school football team goes to medieval times. That's a cartoon? Yeah, we talked about it. Uh it's a nineties cartoon. <laughs> I love it, man. It's so good. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington's in a time travel movie. Really? Oh, Paycheck with Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, no. Not Paycheck. Uh, what's the one where Ben Affleck goes back in time? I got a Denzel Washington time travel movie. Um, it's... Oh, gosh. I watched it when I was deployed, and it was so good. And I don't... Deja Vu. Oh, I love that movie. Deja Vu is such a good movie. That's not really a time travel movie. It's though. about time. Yeah, it is. Deja Vu is so weird. It is a crazy movie, and it's no, worth the like watch. No, like the real thing. What is it? It's where you have the perception of living through that yeah, but moment what, before. What causes it? It's an imbalance in your chemicals in your brain. You think so? Yes, I do. So, I've I mean, heard... you haven't lived that experience before unless you've been reincarnated as you. But no, deja vu specifically that you've dreamt that moment. It doesn't have to be dreamt. But it, lots it, of times it is, right? Like when you have well, deja lots, vu, you're like, I dreamed this exact thing. Right. It could be that way. And that's why I'm saying it's like a, it's a chemical thing in your brain. So I read something. It's more once. of you remembering it, but the way you're remembering it is like, oh, it's my dream. So... Have you had like super deja vu's where like honestly I haven't. Oh my god, I have. I have I them just, all the time. First off, you do. I'm kind of jealous of you. But it's crazy, and you've had. I've had ones where I swear on my life that you've been there and I've done that before. Usually dreamt is what I'm usually. See, no, there's. I feel like there's other takes where it's 
There's other words people, though, like people deja, are, something else. That's people are believing that they've done this before or been in that same scenario, like the exact same scenario and set up all before. Yeah. And they're just like realizing like, wait a minute, I've done this. But before. have you ever, I mean, okay. You and it's not like going I've had to the grocery it, I've had store. it where you, I realized I was in the deja vu at the time and I knew what was going to happen next. And then it happened. No way. I swear to God, Jerry. Yes. But. I read somewhere, and that's, that's, that's common, actually, that's in Deja weird. Vu. I've never heard of that. Yeah, you realize that you're in it, and then you know like the next thing that's going to happen, and then it happens, but it happens really fast. But I've read somewhere... I've never had that in my but life. But I've read somewhere that um, you didn't even really experience the Deja Vu. It was like your brain that made all of that in that second. Like your okay, brain so experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and then went back and implanted a memory, and, that you're re- and then you recognize that memory like it all happens immediately like they're obviously yeah i i I get you but but there's other people that say that like it's um like you can you've seen the future like in your dream or something yeah that's so that's what a lot of people say but but um i don't know they're wrong i i don't personally i i will never claim to know for a fact anything and other people have said that um it's a past life that you had that like that's what I'm and then you've been reincarnated as somebody else yeah. or something so you else have or that whatever. memory from a past life but of the future and then you now you're living right. through that future right that's what I've heard before and I've heard the dreaming before I've never heard of somebody guessing what's going to happen next and living through it yeah like that part you just made up no but it happens really quickly <laughs> like that, I think that's what deja vu is uh, it might be I guess I think it's more of like where you're remembering something that happened and you just feel like you know you've been there before, not necessarily guessing what's coming next. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that could be part of it, but I'm, I've never physically had that or know anybody that have that besides you, apparently, because you have everything. Okay, we got to talk about this. I, this is one thing that I wish I had my computer in front of me for, but... There's different types. You're just typing on a computer that's in yeah, front of Yeah, but it's not. It's over to the side. Okay. Uh, um, there's different types of deja vu. You've not heard of all of them. There's deja vu. Mm. It can be translated to, I have already experienced this. And almost always when a person speaks of deja vu, they really mean deja vu. Vecu, yeah. Of course, yeah, such yeah. general blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's definitely the vecu. There's deja senti. Which mm, Deja Senti experiences has to do exclusively with human emotion, and it's I've already felt this. Well, of course you have. There's Deja Visti. Um, it's the paradoxical feeling that we know a place we have never visited before. So, like, you go somewhere you've never been before, and you feel like you've been there. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you go somewhere you've never been before, and you felt like I've never been here. The essential not. difference between the experience of deja vu and deja vista is that the first is that is the first the dominant role is played by emotion, while in the second has to do with mainly geographical or spatial dimensions. Okay. Um, man, I don't know. So the whole dream thing must be a different one. Yeah, because I guess I didn't. I thought one of those was a dream thing, but you've never said vu. You never said deja vu yet. Um, yeah, deja wasn't that the first one I said. You said vecu, vecu, right? Oh, vecu. Yeah. There's whole like people and departments like to just research deja vu. Really? Yeah, really? 
Like in the government? Yeah. No, I don't know about the government, <laughs> but probably in our... It's a government-funded program to just investigate deja vu. My gosh, there's so vacu. much this. We're going to do a whole one on deja vu. One of these days. Anyway, that was a good film <laughs> with Denzel Washington. Yeah. And I watched it a lot. Um, so... How did I get on that? Watchmen. Yes. So, because you're talking about time travel. Oh, that's right. Well, also, what I was going to get at with this whole Watchmen thing is that um, Alan Moore wrote another, he wrote like this open letter to nobody uh, that just came out, and he was talking about how terrible the new Watchmen show is on HBO. He doesn't like anything to do with it. And but he hates like the Watchmen that he wrote. Yeah. He also then, no, he doesn't hate the Watchmen that he wrote. He hates the fact that people want it to be more, more than, than it what is. it is. He just, he hates the fact that people are grasping at it. What I think he actually hates is the fact that he gave up rights to it to DC and they are doing whatever well, he they never, want with it. Wasn't it original? Always DC? He no, own he that? owned it. And then he sold it to DC after he owned it. Dumb. Yes, dumb. So that's his fault, and I feel like he's taking it out on everyone else. Yeah, and acting like it's everyone they, else's fault. He probably fault. made like tens of millions of dollars off that. He could have made more. Yeah, probably. Um, but, but you know, all that stuff might never have happened. He also came out. He saying, wouldn't have done the other stuff. It, yeah, he wouldn't have. It would have never went anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so he, he, he also his... came out in that letter talking about Doomsday Clock, and saying how ridiculous. Uh, it was, and just that he didn't enjoy it. It was just like another, like slander piece over the story he wrote. But also, like he came out with a big thing, like slandering uh, comic book mo- uh, heroes in general. Yes, saying basically they're, I don't want to say sexist, but it's like patriarchal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you wrote the comic, but yeah, that's okay. Um. Next news thing, they... Oh, but while we're on The Watchmen... Okay. Uh, I'll just quickly do a what we're watching, because I've been watching The Watchmen show. I haven't. I haven't been. I'm and sorry. I watched the first two episodes, that's all. It's really good. It's really good. And it starts to get good at episode three. Okay. Um, but that's my next episode, so... Episode four mm-hmm. is crazy. Episode three, it starts to... So it's really weird, because one and two, like, position it as a certain type of show. Yeah. Okay, and then episode three starts, and it just completely goes off the rails to something completely different. Really? And has nothing to do with the first two episodes, basically, except it shares some of the characters. So it's like a whole misdirect. And then four, episode four is just like a flashback on one of the cooler characters, the Looking Glass guy. Oh. And uh, his backstory, but it has a lot to do with like the interdimensional squid. and. Okay. I want it's to getting see that. weird as hell, and I love it. That's the Watchmen, though. But if you really don't like weird science fictiony things, you probably won't like it. But I mean, if you've went this far with us, it's in the Damon podcast, Lindelof. Like if you liked Lost, but you wanted it to be a lot weirder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, um, uh, shoot, why can't I think of the the DC? show the dc universe show we watched the dc universe yeah with the robot and oh doom patrol doom patrol it's not that crazy i don't know it's maybe that crazy but with better um production, Acting and production yeah 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 
It's that, different. That's though. what I'm saying. Like, Doom if Patrol has a very comedic vibe to it, but and if you, Watchmen if takes itself very seriously. Yeah, it does. If well, the first two episodes definitely did. I guess I don't know about anything after that. I was just saying, if you've been listening to the podcast and you followed along on episodes, if you made it through Doom Patrol, I'm assuming you're going to make it through this because yeah. Doom Patrol is weird. It, I, I'm really, really enjoying it, but I find it odd because it's one of the, it's the only show that I'm currently watching right now of the three shows or that I'm watching that like, I really want to see the next episode, but it seems like a lot of work to watch it. Oh really? It's one Cause of I'm those. just like, it's one that I put up like episode four has been out for a week now and I've just keep putting it off and putting it off. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. And, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what's not like that. Silicon Valley. No man. It's awesome. I, I, I caught up on, the, I just, it's so short. Well, that's the, the problem. Episodes start and then they're over. So, and you're like, no. I know. I watched the. I hadn't watched for two weeks, so I had two episodes, number three and four, to watch uh, just the other night. And I turned it on and watched both those episodes, and I was like, it's been like twenty minutes. Oh, my, the last one was my favorite with uh, oh my where uh, Martin Starr. Uh, what's his name? In yeah, the show? he's playing Bertrand uh, some, Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle. Yeah, he like makes a friend, and it's just a really but awkward, it's a really funny awkward <laughs> situation yeah. where he this guy because they well spoilers like they buy Hooli and then this guy that used to be like the sir he like worked on all the servers basically uh, for Hooli he comes over to deliver something and he tells him I don't need that just sit in that chair. <laughs> So yeah. he sits in that chair and then he come and then the guy notices that he has a chess set put up, but it's like uh I don't know if it's Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons or something. No, like that. it was uh, like, like a, a uh Satanist. Is that what it was? Okay. Thing. Yeah. Well the guy knew what it was yeah. and commented on it and Gilfoyle's just like, Yeah, yeah, I have that. So then like the well, one guy'll make a move or he'll make a move and then he'll be like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he I'll come, be back and 10 minutes he came back and noticed that a piece was moved and he's like did you move that and he says no okay and then he's like looking he says i need to go to the bathroom <laughs> i'll be back in 10 minutes i just love it too uh, there's actually like a a rare emotional beat in the show when the guy sends him a, sends friend's, him a request, friend's request and yeah. he just sits there and stares at him air at it and, <laughs> and, and he, he clicks, clicks no. no and the guy just says okay okay <laughs> yeah it's so good it's, it's that episode's so good. great because that's in that episode also is the one where uh, isn't that the one where he punches the guy yeah and he goes to the hr and they're like well we've never had this happen before because you were the only one injured and you were the aggressor <laughs> you've been the aggressor and you're the only one injured <laughs> so that he has to tell him like i'm sorry but then his lawyer says you need to go and apologize to him but don't bring up Anything that you've done. <laughs> like, I love that guy, the lawyer, and he's in... Uh, yeah, I, he's been in so many things. I don't know... He's who, in this show. I love this show, and nobody watches it, but it's called Superstore. Oh, yes. He's the main character in Superstore. Yeah, and it's on, like, ABC. Well, like, I've seen multiple episodes. And, uh, America, whatever her name is. Um, Ugly Betty. What's her name? I, I didn't know her name was America. I think it's America, yeah. That that's Ugly Betty. Yeah, that chick is Ugly Betty. America Ferrera, I think. Yeah, I did not know that was yeah, Ugly she's Betty. She's not really. She's not ugly. <laughs> no, or and she's not anything like a Betty. No, but anyway, Silicon Valley, man, that is great. That's worth 
uh, HBO price of admission sure. right there. I love it. Um, so we're still on the news and not what we're watching. Yeah, that's true. That right. was part of what I was watching. Um, the next little piece of news is that uh, there was an interview with Henry Cavill. Uh, I don't if you know who Henry Cavill is. It yeah, was The Witcher? He is The Witcher. And Superman? And that was what the interview was originally about. Uh, they were talking about The Witcher. He plays Geralt, the main character. Um, yes, he's also been Superman. So they asked him, they said, do, do you know or have you hung up? Like, has the cape been taken from you? Are you done with that? Like, do you know anything about it? All he said was, like, th- it doesn't guarantee anything, obviously, but all he said was, like, I'm not going to give away my cape. It's still in the closet, and I'm waiting to hear what's next. Yeah. He's a great Superman. I think he's phenomenal. I, I do really think he's great. Nothing that has happened in any of the movies he's been in has been his fault. No. You know, it's all been either And Man direction. of Steel was one of the better movies, so. I think so. I mean, it gets like widely shit on, but I don't think it's that bad. It's weird, though. I don't know. When it came out, I wasn't a huge fan, to be honest, of it at all, even though it shot locally, which was really cool. It did. I saw uh, Kevin Costner run across a yard. You did? Yeah. I I didn't realize you saw that. I was at a golf outing in Yorkville, um, and we were driving back that way, and all the stuff was out at that house where they were shooting it. Yeah. And they had... The reason why we went over there, we didn't even know they were shooting it. The reason why we went over there is because there was just gigantic moon in the sky. And we're like, there's two moons. That's so weird. So we Oh, they had a fake moon up? They had a fake moon on a crane, but way up there. Really? And it was like obviously for lighting. Like I don't think it was to be in the image. I think it was, oh, it was just like for a moon light. lighting. Oh, yes. Wow. But it was a gigantic moon like light that was up on top of a crane. That's cool. And it was pretty bright. I mean, it was shining up the yard, but it was clearly to get some sort of ambient lighting. So was it dark out? Yeah, it was nighttime. Oh, okay. So it was like dark, dark. Yeah. Yeah. And uh we saw Kevin Costner run across the yard. How do you know it was Kevin Costner? I don't, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Kevin Costner esque person. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Because I don't remember anywhere in the film where he runs across the yard. No, I don't either. So it probably wasn't Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Or I just inserted that part into my memory. Yeah, it could have been. But we, I did you drive out of the something. house and saw the moon on the crane. And, and, we, and we were right on the road right in front of it. I mean, there was tons of cars and stuff, like, blocking, like, all the product, you know, all the I was going to say, like, the they road. let people still go down, up and down that road. While filming? Doesn't seem like they would have, does it? No. Because the headlights of the cars would screw it up. Right. Maybe not. Maybe I just... Comp- no. So all of this no, is made No, no, up. no. We all drove by up. that house. I remember it. I thought you had told me once that you were trucking. No. We were coming back from a golf outing. Oh. At Deer, mm. Deer Ridge or whatever that... Yeah. yeah. It's a nice course. Yeah. So anyway... So there's that. I think mm. he should come back. I just think what they should do is... Some sort of timey wimey, interdimensionally shift the universe. Yeah, there needs to be something like more Superman esque. But they don't you know need what I mean? to like, do it right away because they can do a bunch of these other Batman movies, and they can keep doing the other movies. Sure. And then they can introduce the t- change. I I want to see something with Superman, and it seems like um, at first I didn't like this kind of stuff in the the older movies where he went into outer space and whatnot. Um, and like spun the world backwards and yeah. did those kind of things. But I need something a little more than just him on earth and 
Lois Lane saving him. Yeah. I don't need that. That's what happens in every single movie. Lois Lane or some other human always saves the guy that's invincible. Right. That seems ridiculous to me. Well. Um, I understand that he's got an allergy to, you know, to, well, what's it called? Not Krypton, but. Uh, Kryptonite. Kryptonite. I get that, but can we just have a little more, like a little more than just that? Like, right. I know there's better story than out there. I know there is. I don't know. Grant Morrison. I don't know a lot of star of Superman, so. But Grant Morrison wrote like the best Superman yeah, like story all of all star time. Superman. Grab something from there. I started and, reading and, that the other day. It's really good. And get after it. I don't know. That's just my take. Anyway. Uh, um, speaking of the DC movies, though, you posted something the other day about a Mr. Freeze movie. Was that fake? No, that was fake. Guy, oh, okay. Guy made that. Okay. It was just a. I thought so. Yeah, it was like a fan art thing that was just saying like I'm in the bag for more uh, villain movies, and I saw that and I and I thought yes. I know I everybody's talking about that movie as a movie um, because it was such a good um, uh, part of the animated series, and they kind of made it into yes. a movie. And it is a great episode that I think that it was a two part episode. They turned into like a one hour movie. Heart of right? Ice. Yeah. Um, it's really good, but. You know, I don't know if we need that again because we kind of had that in ba- the Batman and Robin movie, the same kind of storyline. They did that. Well, the good they've part done is that in the that video games, like they've treaded that storyline to death. I feel like. But the good part like, about give us all something of this new, is that, like come up with something completely like, new. Nobody really cares what you think. <laughs> I just want something new. <laughs> I know you do, and I agree with you. I want something new too, but I also want that really good story. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's there. It is there. You're right. And we've said that before. And I'm falling into the whole... Like, just give up and just, like, take a break and give us all, some good Green I'm Lantern like, core movies. That would be cool. I'm on board with that big time. Yeah. All I'm saying is, like, I am i don't have a problem with them going and making villain movies. I think that's a better take than continuously making the same Batman movie or the same Superman movie over and over and over again and not giving us anything in return besides Batman shooting guns and Superman with a fake mouth. This, I agree. You know, you disagree with that? You'd rather have more of the junk Zack Snyder movies of like the DC universe with Batman and Superman than a really well-produced and well-put-together villain movie if that's what it came to? Like you know. didn't you didn't like the Joker that much, but the rest of the world really did. Speaking of the Joker, uh, I think it's crossed the billion dollar threshold. It did. I think it's now is it the most profitable movie of all time? No. Yeah, because the production budget was so low. Oh, most profitable, maybe. It just ha- it hasn't made the It was most. like a fifty million dollar budget. And right, but it it's not the top billion. grossing movie of all no, time. No, but profit like profitability profit margin, yeah, yeah, margin yeah. wise. It might be. I think it's the most profitable. I read something about it, or maybe it was just the most profitable comic book movie ever made. Wasn't the original like most profitable movie, The Blair Witch Project? I know. I don't know if it was. Because it was like I think 17 for, grand. For rated make. R movies, that was up on top of the list of even the highest grossing of all time. Yeah. Um, I know like uh, I'm sure like Gone with the Wind is in that category of most profitable probably. Well, I don't know. You'd have to take an in inflation. So. That makes it 
even that makes if you take into inflation into account, I think it's the highest grossing movie of all time by far. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Adjusted for inflation. I think you made that up. It's up there. Look it up. Google it. I feel lucky. So, um, who was I just talking to? That's their favorite movie of all time. Oh, Krista, dude's wife. It's her Gone favorite with movie the wind. Of all time. Yeah, I think I've seen it maybe once. I've I don't seen even it a know bunch if of I times. have. I, just, I don't think it's that good. I don't know if I've even seen it all the way through. To be honest, I, I don't know. I just I have a hard time with those, um, like that vintage of movie where everybody like overacts on purpose. Yeah, that's what the whole movie is, and I'm. Yeah, I think it's overrated. Um, let's talk. So we we're just we're done. You're done, right? You're done. I got just one more thing. Okay. Can ahead. I just do one more thing? It's nothing big. I just want to talk about it because we haven't talked about Swamp Thing in a long time. Okay. Uh, it's been a long time, and we had multiple episodes where Swamp Thing was brought up <laughs> <Yeah>. every <laughs> single episode. Uh, the one of the the main writer for Swamp Thing said that uh, he was in an interview about something. I don't know what it was, but uh, he was talking about season two and what it could have been. And all he was saying is that season one was very much like a movie where it followed the same story arc the whole time and then like ended in one place. And they did that on purpose, but he was completely against that and got outvoted. Yeah. What he said he loves about Swamp Thing is that you can have a comic book and there could be like a werewolf in a hospital. And then like he's in the swamp battling like an oil spill or you know what I mean? Like something like that. And then the next thing you know, it's like this cosmic invasion that he has to tap into the green and like go into outer space. He liked how every issue was something yeah. like encapsulated in its own. And he said the, the big vision for season two was that each episode was like, you were going to have an established swamp thing. He knew what his powers were and he was going to like explore his powers. And each episode was going to be, an exploration of his power and a, in a self encapsulated story. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really not that different than the saga of Swamp Thing. The, the book. Run. Yes. Because like every two issues are like a little mini story. Exactly. And that's what he was talking about. Yeah. And he said, smart. yeah, he's like, um, he's like, he, what did he say? So we would have episodes like an anthology with standalone stories. See, my favorite of the Swamp Thing is always like when he went to, when he wasn't like on earth, as you would call it, like when he'd go to hell or when he'd go to like, you know, these weird, like, especially on some of the Snyder run and the new 52. Yeah. Where it's like a whole different world and he's like fighting the rod. I just think it's really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Like there is some, an amazing but story the, there. The production so value short. They should just do it animated. It would be so much better animated. Like Swamp Thing, Dude, I loved is, this Swamp Thing. I liked it, but it's creature for like, the visuals that you need to do it right. Think how cool that could look animated. It could, but I think if you had, if you could dump some money into it, you could have a really cool Swamp Thing show if you were willing to put the money towards it. I think there's definitely an audience there. Do that book where he's got the the dead child. Oh my gosh, Which one was that? dude. Uh, so what good. was it? The long winter? I or, don't know. Uh, remember me talking about yeah, that? Yeah, like yeah. that? That was good. Gosh, I need to read it like again and again, but that book like moved me. It's crazy. More so than I want to admit. But it's like a crazy story and it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. It's just him and this child. It's he not really thinks, even a story. It's just like, uh, he thinks he's saving this child. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to get into it again because it's getting me like all worked up. But that's that's like one of the best stories I've. I just I've think read. Uh, if they won an Eisner Award, if they had a for the best story, really. Single I issue. think the problem with even animation is it'd be so expensive. So if you did like a series, like in the animation, like really good animation, like Into the Spider Verse animation. I mean, not that style, but like yeah. quality animation. Um, yeah, if you do a series. In like that, it'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing. I gotta look up what it's called now. Um, I bought it, but I, I think I bought like two copies of it actually on accident because they sold that as an individual issue and they sold it as a collection with a couple other stories, uh, with it. And I ended up buying both of them and then reading the story twice, like in the same day, and it just got me all worked up. Um, well, that's that's all I got. That's all I got for you. Um, so let's do a quick uh, Mandalorian update. Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We haven't we... really talked about it too much. Um, uh, minor spoilers ahead. Uh, no, spoilers ahead. Yeah, definitely spoilers. And, I think we're going to spoil it every week. And if you're listening to this, um, it, that episode was out like three weeks, four weeks ago. So It was. this. listen to it. It was the second episode. And everybody's watching it. Ago. Every single buddy, every person that I know is watching it. Correct. So, basically. Um Episode two, I thought was like, I, I loved episode one. Real quick, it's just called Swamp Thing Winter Special, number one. Okay. That's all it's called. Okay, go. Uh, we talked about episode one on the last episode. Um, absolutely loved it. I love the feel, the Western feel, the uh, grittiness, or not the grittiness so much as like the original Star Wars, like and the uh, how it actually like, encapsulated the original Star Wars series. Absolutely. Um, and its look and feel and the, uh, the concept art and the visuals were amazing. Um, episode two for me was like even above and beyond. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. If you want to talk about encapsulating the feel of the old movies, this show does it better than I've ever seen bef- since the movie. But in a cool way that like, in a it's practical, like really you know, fresh, yeah, yeah, it's it's shot very well. It looks new, but it's still the it's same still style. Got of those, this like Western vibe, man, and of course. But in any of the big budget movies, I haven't had the feel of that, of of like a Return of the Jedi, or or a New Hope. It's not. I don't think it's and anything guy, like Empire uh, because the Empire is a little bit different than those other two movies, like setting wise. But especially like Return of the Jedi, when you're talking about uh, like being back on Tatooine and having like the desert around you and whatnot, like that's the feel I'm getting. And this guy, um, Filoni, right? Yeah. Dave Filoni. Um, I guess he was in talks to get um, one of the like, movies. Movies. Um, like uh, the last movie, The Last Jedi. I think he was in talks to get that. Boy, they messed that up. They should have got this guy. But I hope he can get some future movies yeah I think but so. if he continues this and just does this that's great too this like, is a honestly, lot with john favreau though too and he wrote yeah he wrote it yeah um and i know he was probably executive producing and all that kind of stuff but well, the I whole show I kathleen thought. kennedy is too as well but um I, but he's involved with the entire show yeah i know for sure but i think like visually and style wise i've heard that filoni was yeah a lot responsible for yeah. that as well so yeah. i think it's a creative team effort yes but uh yeah, I hope this just keeps going forever. So <laughs> it's so good. It, here's, it really here's, is satisfying. So here's my question for you, though. Um, 
I completely agree with you. I think the whole show is amazing. The only thing that somewhat bugs me is that he's got this rifle that's like eight feet long on his back. I just don't feel like he could get that around fast enough to shoot anybody. I do think it was a little interesting. They're like leaning so hard on the Western theme that he's got like a bolt action rifle. Yeah. With cartridges. Yes, on his back. And it's so long that it just seems very impractical. Well. That's all. That's It's a small critique. Yeah, it is. What my question is, is though, uh, do you think, and, and I think this is absolutely the case, but do you think this whole Baby Yoda situation is what's driving people to enjoy the show? Or do you think they're actually enjoying the story about this Mandalorian guy? Well, I tell you what, I mean, it's hard to not really love and enjoy and be intrigued by the Baby Yoda situation. I, to, to Especially me, in this episode. To me, I am... I only want to know basically <laughs> what's going on with that guy. I have been a Yoda fan forever. Yeah. All I've ever loved, not all, I take that back. That was a mistake. But what I have loved to begin with about Star Wars was Yoda. And then when I found out in one of the prequels he was going to fight people, I like about had a heart attack. And I was like, He's, we're going to see Yoda fight? Like, are we serious? We're going to see Yoda fight? I enjoyed it at the time. I still think it's somewhat disappointing. I like it a lot. I know you do. I think that's one of the best parts of that movie. It could have been a lot better. Um, but so I'm, I need to know what's going to happen with this dude, and the and the biggest reason why is because this is set after, you know the the original three Star Wars. So like after Return of the Jedi, the Empire just crumbles. It's before any of the new movies that came out. What that means is that there's a baby Yoda. And I'm wondering if this Mandalorian show is going to tie in. I doubt it. You don't think so? I don't think so. Because by the time that movie comes out, this is going to be wrapped up. I I don't think it'll have any effect on that movie, but I think it'll affect the franchise going forward. Yeah. You don't think there's going to be any tie in whatsoever at the end of that movie showing anything with Yoda? No. uh, Yoda. They'd be dumb not to uh, the way it's caught hold of popular culture right now. No, I think it was planned. And I think it's absolutely going to tie. So we're going. I don't think it's going to be the majority of the movie, but by the end of it, they're going to have a tie-in to that freaking Yoda. So we're going in February to Disney World, and we're going to go to the Star Wars, um, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, when Marley was reading yesterday an article about that's like the new thing they got those baby Yoda. Like, oh, I'm sure it's uh, taking over the and internet. People are like flocking there to get them because that's the only place you can get them now, right now, apparently. Like, that's Red- going to be like the it Christmas. Reddit present. is blowing up about Baby Yoda. People are like handcrafting little Baby Yoda dolls. They're 3D <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Uh, them. Not only am I intrigued by the story, and then obviously the force stuff he does is awesome, but like he's it's damn cute. So that species um, is the most force sensitive out of any species. Yeah, they got the most midichlorians. Actually, in in Jedi or in uh, Star Wars Legends, that's what they do say. Yeah, is that that species of being? But we don't even know what the species it's is. Never been revealed. Nobody ever knows. And then there there was an interview. I was looking into this a lot recently. George Lucas specifically wanted it to be like um, a character that entered the movies and exits the movies without you ever knowing. Yeah, what he really was. Um, and he was like so on board with that that. There are bits and pieces out of uh, prequel movies that he ended up cutting out because he's like, no, you get it's, it's written too much into what the backstory of Yoda is. I don't want anything to do with it. He 
stopped uh, Mattel, I think, from producing certain toys because it gave too much of a backstory of who Yoda was. It was all in like their own predictions. And when he still owned Star Wars, he stopped like the production of different books. Hmm. Like he was, he had a hand in a lot of things with Yoda to make sure it's been like kept quiet. So he's or, probably like, not super happy about what's going on now. He, there's no well, like you don't know right. who it I remember is, back in the so. day, like when we were kids and watching those and having discussions with my friends about them. Like one of the things we'd always say, like, do you think Yoda was like a regular person, but he's just like super old and he was just like just grew to look like that? Like we didn't necessarily know if he was a different species or not. We just right. you didn't know. You, no, you didn't know at so. the time. And and even at the time when the new or when the original movies came out, there was only Yoda. And then Yaddle came along later because she was on the uh, Jedi Council. Jedi Council. And then those are technically the only two canon, like Yoda species. And then now this is canon too. The Mandalorian thing Which is, is technically probably their canon. kid. So it's number three. It's probably their kid. It's fifty years old. Could be. So it could be. I don't know. But um, it's pretty and, awesome. But so there that wasn't are even other the- Yodas, though, in uh, Star Wars Legends. And there are other Yodas that were, like, fighting, and they talk about a lot of them. video games, too. Yes, there are. And they talk about those. I was watching a video about it. It was, like, a, it was a description of, like, everything we know about that Yoda species and who's been around. There's only been, like, five total, including the baby. And then there was two... Um, I can't remember their names now, but um, like one of them was like Men- Menji and then another one, uh, not Menji, but the other one I can't remember his name, uh, was by far the best in the force and best at fighting. And he, he was the only one that they know of that didn't necessarily tap into the dark side, but wasn't as light as the rest of them. Right. Like that species only has this like inherent ability to be so deep in the light side, they can't even acknowledge that the dark side exists. And that's why that was Yoda's fault. Yes. And, and that's so why that's dark, that dark Sidious could exist right under his nose. So that's the problem with the species, but that's like how the species is. They're just so on the light side, they don't have anything with the dark side in them. This guy didn't necessarily have the dark side in him, but he was more aware of it. And he used it to his advantage, like in any fights or combat that he was in. And he did like some really crazy things. And actually, uh, they talk about like he was fighting like two Sith Lords or not two Sith Lords, but two. There was one Sith Lord and one like um, apprentice uh, apprentice. Yes. At the same time that he was fighting and defeated both of them, like with relative ease like didn't even break a sweat but he but this guy never actually came became a jedi master and there was no explanation as to why but they feel like it was because of him being not as on the light side like the jedi council said that there could be an issue in the future with him even though it's like not bred in them to be that way Hmm. so it's it was pretty interesting but there's really no more backstory into it because they were just talking about the species as a whole, they weren't talking about that story necessarily. Uh, they had just brought it up, but those are the only, there's only like five of them ever written or talking about. Well, I'm excited. I, I just can't wait for every new episode. It, does it come out on Fridays, like every Friday? I'm or? assuming because I just checked last night and there wasn't a new episode. So, 
Man, uh, I haven't. But that wasn't even like I, there was a lot more that I loved in that episode. Like everything with the Jawas, I loved. I loved seeing Jawas again and doing it so accurately, and being inside their ship or their yeah, little was, crawlers. And I crawl. really liked, obviously, the fight with the rhino type creature or the mud. They called it a mud something. I can't. Yeah, remember. Um, I was actually I was getting kind of aggravated because I was like, I knew th- I knew Baby Yoda was going to do something. Yeah, you could course, see it yeah. like they were. They were showing that. Um, but I was like, why do you keep letting him get like the shit kicked out of him? Like, just stop that thing. And then when he did stop the thing, he was like so taken aback that it was picking this thing up in front of him that he didn't like kill it. And then he dropped. I thought it was funny because then he like drops it in front of him and then it's going to like attack him again. And he finally stabs it in the yeah. neck. And like the first episode, I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the I Have Spoken guy, but I loved, I loved him in the second one. I, I mean, obviously, it's a r- ridiculous. They rebuilt that entire plane overnight. But Yeah, well, right. But we, then I loved how he asked them to, to be on the crew. That was I loved that part. Yeah. That's the best part of the... I think that's the best part of the episode. The one, the one thing I got on this show is that, boy, I, I know like I like Pedro Pascal and, other, and the other stuff he's done, but like... When he's walking in that armor, it <laughs> looks really goofy. I don't it know why. It is kind of clunky. It's like clunky and like, yeah. I'm like, they could have made it. Freed it up a little different bit. Because yeah. it, it feels very odd, that yeah. part. But, no, I And agree then like you. him, the way he talks so far has, I felt a little odd. Like his dialogue. It's just been so short. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that he has very little dialogue whatsoever throughout the whole episode. Yeah, because when he does talk, I kind of wish that he had less. Oh, really? (laughs) It hasn't bothered me. No, it doesn't bother me. I love it. I can't wait for every episode. It's I'm 100% sold. But what what I like most about the second episode is like the limited dialogue. Yeah. You're like basically watching a silent show for the first 10 minutes. After this show, like I'm cool if they just... If honestly, I'm gonna regret saying this. Okay. But if right. they if remember they, this, folks, if they didn't make more Star Wars movies, but they were like, we're not gonna make more Star Wars movies, but we're gonna make a bunch of Star Wars TV shows, I'd be like, cool. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I'd be like, awesome. Because honestly, if, I think it works almost better as a medium for it. If you could guarantee, because that world is so immersive, you need more time in it. Yeah, and, I completely agree. To a point, I completely agree. I think you can have like an overarching story as a movie, but uh, yeah, like to get in depth and to understand that world, like I think guys, there is so much crap out there about Star Wars yeah. that isn't necessarily canon, but there's other stuff that is canon in these books that yeah. were other shows. Well, that's why I think a lot of people when they think of Star Wars, their most of their familiarity is with the movies, so they have a hard time like with anything that's not core story based or like Skywalker based or yeah. like Empire blah blah blah. Right. But like that's not a problem for me because I've been reading the books for years. I've been playing all the video games. Yeah. I've been doing all that stuff. So like I like the outside stories. Have you read I just listened to uh I don't know you you don't listen to the uh Geek History Lesson podcast anymore, do you? Uh occasionally but I haven't well they had one uh, about uh the Darth Vader uh series. Oh yeah Vader Darth Vader no, was, well, if, Vader Down was part of that series, but yeah, yeah, it's um by uh, is it by Soul, Charles Soul? Charles Charles Soul, that's the one. Yeah. Yes, so I had read that. It's been a while. It's really good. It's incredible. Uh, well, I need to I go back and reread it. it, but 
I didn't realize like how much I enjoyed that book until I heard them talking about it again. I, yeah. I've been listening to that podcast for the last couple of days because it's like an hour and a half long and I've only got 35 minutes to get to work. So um, I listened to it in the morning and then on the way home and then in the morning again. And uh, they were bringing up some of the stuff in that uh, book about like right off the bat, they have, they have Padme in it again and he's like remembering that kind of stuff. And then they show uh, how, like he rebuilds his leg at one point because he gets in a fight. Um, like there's an, a droid laying there and they bring back the fact that he was a good engineer as a kid because he built those like pod racers. He built C-3PO. He was always good at building things. And they bring that back into the story about how he's been rebuilding himself oh. after that. Yeah, I just, remember that. There's just a lot of different things about the take on Darth Vader as being um, like, coming into the empire as this new kid, basically like this new guy, the empire's already been established and he comes into it as all of a sudden this new guy and the stormtrooper. I mean, you could assume that the stormtroopers are kind of like, who are you? Like, why are we listening to you again? Yeah. Like what they call him a space wizard. What part of you means that you're in charge of us, right. you know? And that's where a lot of his anger comes out and he starts like, showing his dominance well, as to it, why he's like in charge and during of that period i mean there's there's a lot and most of the people in the galaxy they don't know anything about jedi or the force no like it's not even a thing and so and and that's that's another thing about the dark side is that all of the uh dark side people any like sith lord or anything have <clears> been a jedi before basically at at some point they are basically a jedi not all of them not all of them, but they're basically a Jedi, and they've the only way they've ever gotten their uh, lightsaber is from taking it from a Jedi. Right. And then they like bleed the they in order to get a different color, they would take the lightsabers and bleed the kyber crystals, and it would make it a different color. Hmm. Um, and then like a so uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka uh, Tano. What's her last name? Tano. Tano. I w- always want to say Tanu. She did that. But she like reverse bled it to make it clear. I don't know. She's the best. She I did the same thing Ahsoka though. Book. She did the same thing though. She didn't like. Um, I can't remember what they said. They they were talking about how she like made her own lightsaber, and yeah. she did the same thing that the Sith did, where somewhat, but she did it like in reverse. Whereas a Jedi is like they get a crystal and have the the thing given to them basically, right? Like their lightsabers given to them with the crystal in it because of what they've done. Like they've passed the Jedi training, right? And they get this lightsaber. She made her own with her own type of crystal that she did. And nobody's ever done that before as a Jedi. So she was kind of like a standalone at the time. I don't know that she ever was officially a Jedi. She wasn't. Because she was an apprentice and then... Then it all ended. Right. She was never given a lightsaber at the end of her training saying, you are a Jedi now. Right. She did it herself, which was like against the rules. That They're really foolish if going forward they don't... Add her to the story? Just make whole movies about her. Yeah. Or make her the center character of movies. The only issue is she's not human. That could be difficult to lead a movie as a, a non-human alien species. I mean, we've got a Mandalorian that never takes off his mask But right he's now. human. Human. Underneath, Underneath, but you don't ever see that. I mean, he's not human, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Humanoid. She's not. I mean, she's humanoid, I guess, but she does not look human. Yoda's definitely not human. But he's, he's never like, led a movie. 
No, but he's leading a show right now. Well, it's called The Mandalorian. Yeah, but there's the only thing people are talking about is a baby Yoda. If they did that, and I think really honestly they should do a, a series of Darth Vader movies because there's a lot there. There is so much there. And that, you can that put anybody run. in that suit, man. So it's actually only like six six issues, I and think If they it get is, Hayden Christensen seven. back, that'd be great. Oh, gosh, he's so good. No, seriously, but they could put anybody in that match. I ass, killed you know? them, the women, and children. That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's the best scene he was probably in because it's the only one that actually, like, he emoted anything at all. So, and it was still not that good. He's so whiny in uh, Attack of the Clones. The women and children. She's <laughs> so terrible. Have you ever seen him in anything since then? Uh, he was in um, one movie. What he was in uh, was a Jumper, big budget movie. He was in Jumper. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. He was not the main character in it. Well, wasn't it like uh, um, what's his name? The one guy. He doesn't ever have to work again anyway. No, he doesn't. It, it, good thing, because he's not being hired. Yeah, he was in Jumper, 2008. Okay. Well, that was a kind of a decent movie. What's he doing? No, it was not. It was kind of a decent movie. Uh, it he, was better than his role as Darth Vader. What do you think he's doing now? He was in The Last Man last year. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't care what he's doing now. Anyway. We need to move on to our main yeah, subject do. of this story. Okay. We're going to be talking about Mandalorian every week, so just stick with us on that. We are. So second episode, phenomenal. Watch it if you haven't. I don't, I don't know uh, if we have time to go through all of our... We do. we did We're top have, 15. Right. The, so the first five that we go to, 15 through 10, we're going to go quick. So, Gerald. Gerald yes. Are you a, a, a video game uh, aficionado? Would you call yourself a, a gamer? I mean, I I feel like I used to be a gamer, but I had kids and got married so early in my life that it kind of took away from that, honestly, because the only thing that kept me into video games as long as I did play them is because I was on a swing shift. Yeah. So when I would come home, yeah, when I would come home on afternoons, uh, at the time, my wife worked, she'd also work afternoons, so she'd get home later, so I didn't play as much until she went to bed. But then she got switched to a day shift well before I ever did. I, I was still a swing shift. So when she was working days, I'd get home on afternoons at like 1145 and she'd be in bed, obviously. And because she had to be at work in the morning, I would play video games, one of the video games that I'll talk about here shortly, um, well into the morning. Yeah. And didn't matter at all. You know, because we didn't have kids for like the first three years we were married. Yeah. Yeah. Kids uh, kind of ended it. I've seen so many people. And I, I, I do, I would consider myself a gamer. You're, I do consider myself a gamer. I think you are much more of a gamer than what I love video games. For sure. But they are uh, super addict, addiction. Yes. Like I can turn on a game that I'm into and lose 16 hours like nothing. So, The biggest thing I've had a problem with is that I've seen so many people on Facebook and other social medias that are playing video games with a baby in their lap or a kid crawling around. I've never been able to do that. No, I can't do that either. I I can't. It's nothing against the child. I love my children. But if you are going to interrupt the game, I just can't play it. 
I can't well, do it. I, I won't. I completely quit playing and even like remove myself from video games because one, it I would I w- would have not paid attention to the people that I needed to pay attention to and the obligations that I had. I wouldn't have. I, it would have been in a huge issue because it is like an addiction. Yeah. Um, and it's so time consuming. Yeah, it's very time consuming. So that would have been a huge issue. And also, uh, I just can't stand being interrupted if I'm in the middle of something. I so, would play it with my kids around. That wouldn't bother me, except that uh, my wife would never tolerate that in yeah. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. so it would be a huge well, source right. of Well, 100%, that would have also been fighting, the situation so. for me. But, but anyway, so um, we'll do our top top 15 because I, we couldn't pare it down to, to 10. There's right. just too many. Um, my number... 15 jerry and i yeah. gotta find it on my list is final fantasy 10 final fantasy 10 never played it yeah um everybody isn't final fantasy 7 widely known as like the greatest final fantasy game uh yes that's a very good one we might talk about oh, okay but final fantasy 10 i have on my list at 15 because uh it's a beautiful game especially at the time when it came out it was super advanced yes yeah, so- and it's really a, a cool game. It's the storyline isn't nearly as engaging as a lot of the ones that are towards the top of my left list, but it was so immersive and beautiful that I had to throw it up there. Okay. So I've never uh, been one for final fantasy. I've never really played it. You know, uh, there's only like a handful that I've played and that was one of them. I got really into was 10, but I haven't played any since then. That was the last final fantasy game I've ever played. When did that come out? A long time ago. Oh, really? I think it was... Uh, 2008, 9, 10, 11? It was probably... 12. I don't know. I Honestly, okay. I, I can't even... I, I Probably in the mid-2000s. Okay. Oh, hang on. One, two... What are you doing? I screwed up my numbering. Uh, Final Fantasy X came out in 2001. So it was like a PlayStation game. Wow. I didn't realize it came out. Was PS2 out by then? It was probably a PS2 game. I think PS2 was out by then. All right, Jerry. You're number 15. Huh. I think I have 16 on here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Okay. Yes. Well, then I'm going to do my number 16. No, I got... I Okay. I'll do my number 16 then. Well, this will be my 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number 16 will be Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, all right. Um, you know, phenomenal I game. Certainly played a lot of games before that. Um, but I feel like that really to me was like the first really good video game. Yeah. Like, Obviously, I loved all the original Nintendo games before that. I maybe an exception for like the first like uh, Zelda game or whatever. Mm, but yeah. uh, I feel like Super, Super Mario Three felt like the first game that like had a lot of different aspects to it. I like, agree. They had different powers and different worlds you could warp around. That was a good game, and I still play it. I played it the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't played it in a while. But you if know- you get a Switch, you can play it. So the boys just found we have get, we've got like the original Wii, 
and I've got like three different Super Mario games for that. I saw well, you Mario playing Kart. Wii Bowling with the kids the other day, and yeah. I was going to text you and be like, dude, it's 2019. Oh, it Give doesn't. It it's so fun. The Wii was so such garbage. Yeah. It was I, a garbage system. The boys love it, <laughs> and I love bowling. Uh, the but Ninten- I agree with you. Nintendo Switch is amazing. I know you have to get one. I think that's going to be a Christmas thing. It is it so is. worth having. There is so but much. But I feel like I have to get two. Why? Because Grady and Grant, you cannot have one of those. Yes, you can. Uh, no. Play it on the TV. I understand that. You do not have to get two. Trust me. You don't think so? No. Do not get two. One is sufficient. Okay. Well, it's a very. Uh, a lot of the games are are stuff that multiple people can be playing. Whether you have the handheld here, but yeah, you only need one. And you but you need, have to get the docking station. It comes with it, man. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like a separate thing. No. No. Oh, okay. My number sixteen. Yes. Very old school game. Yes. I have to put it on here. Yeah. Because it's something I played so much, like the original computer that we had gotten when I was a child. Oh my god, I forgot about a game. Oh, shit. Is is was on that and. It is Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, yeah. I played so much Oregon Trail. I love that, that game. I, I played know, it. The, they, they have an app. I know it's nothing like any of the games that anybody's playing nowadays. I know it's not like uh, even like a Nintendo game. I get it. But Oregon Trail is so defining in my childhood. Uh, we played it in school. Yeah. We got to play that in computer class at school because... I don't know. History. Why. <laughs> I guess. Get the Oregon Trail app for your I phone. I mean, because it's great. There's an app for it? it the Never game looked at on it. your phone, but it's updated. Oh, the my Graphics gosh. and everything. It's great. I have to. Uh, as soon as we're done with this, I'm getting that app. But <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my number 16. I know we're on 16 and 15, but I you said to. old school computer, and I have to mention these two games. They would have been way higher on my list, but I'm not reprioritizing now. Okay. But I have to mention them. Okay. These two games that I was obsessed with as a kid. Were missed. I don't know that. You've never played Mist? No. Oh my God. It's like a puzzle game, but it's like a first person viewpoint. It's like one of probably an early like 3D. Okay. Um, it's not like a two dimensional game. And you just are on this island alone. Really? And you go and you have to solve all these puzzles to get this off this game. island. And then a little by little, the story kind of reveals itself to you. There's so a, it's the original Lost. Kind of. Well, <laughs> not really, but... Well, it sounds like it. Smoke Monster, Mist, <laughs> Games, Getting And there's another, out. in that vein of games that were possi- or popular at that time, it's kind of like a... Consider it like Portal. Oh, yeah. Well, Portal's one of the greatest like games a ever, precursor, but I never played it. Precursor to Portal. Um, there's another one called Zork Nemesis, which was like Mist, but it was... Uh, Nobody knows these The games. original Zork was a text-based game. That I played. Oh, like really? The original computers. But Zork Nemesis was like third in the series, and it was in the vein of Mist, a 3D puzzle game, but it was way darker and creepy. And I used to sit in the basement. Uh, <laughs> of course you did. And play that game with the lights <laughs> off, like the music. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. super creepy. Oh, dude, I love those games. I would put them way higher unless they had a huge impact on my life. Real quick, I have another one like that. <laughs> Damn it. Just like that, real quick. And it's not anywhere close to like probably the level of the games you're talking about, but a Nintendo game that 
was out uh, that I used to play all the time was Fester's Quest. Oh, yeah. And I loved Fester's it was Quest. It a terrible game. It was an awful game, but it was the same situation where I used to be in the basement with the lights off, and I'd play that in front of this old school, you know, turn knob TV. But I, I used to play it all the time, and it always was like the blue black background, you know. I just remember that. It was basically like Super Mario because you just had to like jump on uh, spiders and do whatever. I don't even remember what you did. Anyway, my 15, because you did 16 yep. and 15, my 15 was Super Mario 3. Oh, nice. So, yes, I completely agree with you. It changed. I was going to put it as Super Mario Brothers as a whole. You can't, though. But you can't because Super Mario 3 kind of changed the whole thing. The original Super Mario Brothers is like very iconic uh because it obviously started the franchise but after that it was just so much better yeah with and even super mario 2 was a great game i love that game too Uh, yeah it's better than the first like they they just learned how to escalate the game so much better but super mario 3 is at a level where again like you can go back and play that game and be like yeah this is worth it yeah like that was a, that's a good you game. can you can totally have fun playing that and i don't know if you have mario games high on your list i don't have a lot on my list but like i love no, mario games so there's a new one for switch called mario odyssey it's i've heard that's very good amazing i've heard but that's i also very love good. mario party we play that constantly with the kids i it's one good reason to have so a that's switch. Well, that's one thing that I have on the Wii too is that uh, is Mario Party. Well, but I used to play Mario great. Party on uh, N64 all the time with my brother. Yeah. Uh, we used to play, we'd have Mario Party nights. Yeah. And when I was in high school, it was like some of the greatest things. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't on N64. It was on Dreamcast. No, it was on GameCube. GameCube. That's what yeah, it was. Dreamcast was, uh, yeah, Sega. a failed thing. Yes. Uh, they had Crazy Taxi on Dreamcast. They did. Also Paperboy and also... Uh, Paperboy? That was on... No, they Nintendo. had a... No, they had a paper Paperboy game. I love that game, too. Man, there's they so They also many. had... They originated the 2K games. All the 2K... Oh, really? Yeah. We'll have to go back and do one just on old school games, because I love, like, Paperboy and Excitebite and all those, but... Okay. Anyway, um, 14. But, yeah. But... Nope, 14. Mario Party, awesome, but also uh, Super Smash Brothers. That was like a definitely like all night playing Super Smash Brothers on like Nintendo 64 and going to do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, number 14 uh, for me is Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Love that game. Damn I played it. that, put so many, many hours in that game. It is, it's unbelievable. It's, it's like unbelievable. a whole world. I played that game so much and then I, I, I had to get rid of it because it was destroying my life. Yes. It's so immersive and amazing. But my favorite thing about Skyrim, my favorite memory about that game is I got that game and it takes a long time to like start that game. Oh my gosh. You got 10 hours into just starting it and figuring out what the fuck is going I, on. I almost gave it up like four times when yeah. I first got it because it just was so involved in, in getting started. But once, once you beat that first dragon yeah. and you like you get into that game and start wandering around... That's where everything escalates. You have to get past the first dragon, though. Yeah. So, and become like a dragon. My experience with that game was I got in, and I am one of those people that has to do every single thing in a game. And I'm also one of those people that never plays the storyline of the game until I've run around and done everything and like gotten fairly powerful. And I just, I get so obsessed with it. See, I, I was the complete opposite is where... Oh, see, I never play the storyline. See, I, 
I got too obsessed with following the storyline. And then I got so far on the storyline to where I was like, wait a minute, I gotta go, I gotta go oh, back see, and I was do all these things. Opposite. So I went back and started doing all these side quests and then messed up. I was like, I messed up. I should have been doing these side quests before because I feel like it would have been a better experience. Yeah. Um, but when with Skyrim, I got right into the game and I got like one wet, like a bow and arrow or yeah. something. Yeah. And I saw this dragon off in the distance around this mountain. And I just went there and I like somehow got in this little area where I was behind this rock and it couldn't hit me. And I sat there for like eight, like six hours. Just no like way. Shooting, just shooting arrows at it? <laughs> and yeah. I don't even know how I couldn't have had that many arrows. I don't know. Somehow I took this dragon down like right at the beginning of the game. Well, no, that's... I'm positive you're thinking of the very first dragon you're supposed to kill. I don't know, but I didn't do it at, according to the storyline. I just <laughs> okay. like got in the game and like went there. And- so this is one of the really cool things about this game is that when it came out, it was revolutionary in the open world concept. Yeah, and there like, was like Elder Scrolls before that and stuff. There but was, but it like... This bo- was huge. The though. map that came out with that game was it was like nothing compared to that map. Now there's things that are much bigger than that, but like Red Dead Redemption 2's map is like one and a half times bigger than that. But uh, when Skyrim came out, like this map is enormous. There were so many things you could do. Like it was just so immersive that that, like nothing can compete with it. And you could tell because they just keep pushing Skyrim still to this day. Like that company... Just as constantly like, hey, you played Skyrim? Uh-huh. Yeah, heard of Skyrim? Yeah. You should get you, it on there. Can you imagine how much time it took them to make it? Oh my God. I, I can't imagine how much time it took to make any of these games, yeah. even like Mario. Like, I just, I'm not a gamer okay. or a game developer. So, is it my 14? Is another very simple one. I started simple with these 14s, but it's still a revolutionary game in my childhood, and I'm going nostalgic. Don't argue with me. Mario Kart for 64. Mario Kart. For Nintendo 64. Yeah. Not anything after that. The new one for Switch is amazing. Is it? I've never played it. Another reason to have Switch. So Mario Kart 64 is something that I played in my childhood at Andrew Burkhart's house all the time. We went over there because he had the 64 before anybody else, and it was like me, seat and top, Greg Johnson, Andrew, we'd play Mario Kart constantly. And uh, there was a few other games that we would play, but I remember Mario Kart just being so heated um, and being like just a vivid childhood memory that is phenomenal. I loved it. It's a very simple game, not much to it. Uh, Rainbow Road, amazing. You can jump off one side and land on another part of the track and be so far ahead of everyone. It's just a very good memory. Yeah, it's a great game. Sorry, I'm looking up another game that I forgot okay. about. 13. Uh, 13 for me is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Really? Yeah. Um, just love it. Now, I just thought of another game that I probably would have put above that, but I can't remember what it's called at all. But okay. it was an Xbox game made by the Microsoft Studio. I can't remember the name of the studio. Was it? Maybe. I don't but um, they had an open world game, kind of like, Skyrim, but smaller, but it was set in like Jap- Japan, like feudal Japan. Oh, really? And I can't remember the name of that game, but anyway, I'm sidetracking. Red Dead Redemption. Um, just the old West, man. So cool. Yeah, it's such it. a cool game. And I loved Red Dead Revolver. 
and Red Dead Redemption, and I have the new one, and I started playing it, and I realized it was going to destroy my life, and <laughs> I quit playing it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, Red Dead Redemption, was, it's super fun. It, by most people's list, it should be a lot higher because um, it's a game that everybody should go play. Agreed. Number 13. My number 13. Still in the old world. Okay. Okay. Man, you're old schooling it up. I am old schooling it up. It'll get better, but uh, I have uh, GoldenEye 007. Okay. I had that. It's another N64 game, and this is the other game that we would play. Yeah. Like with Andrew and all these people. By storm. That is on my honorable mentions, by the way. So if we weren't, obviously, we were playing GoldenEye all of the time, and whenever we would finally get wore out on GoldenEye, we're so mad at each other because somebody would play as odd job and kill everyone. And I was going to say, who, who was always odd job? Yeah, it would. Andrew did it, it would pick him a lot. But um, if Andrew didn't pick him, somebody else did. And you'd never see him kill you. And yeah. it'd be a nightmare. I Infuriatingly frustrating. So we played that so much. Yeah. Um, and then I, I would play it at home by myself. Would you put that as your best uh, multi-person um game like multi-person that type of game you know in the same room multi-person yeah. game yeah. yes yeah i would say like uh quake was a big one for me that was a good oh yeah one. quake was really good. and uh you know halo was right big. um so that was your number 13 that was my 13 my number 12 is assassin's creed black flag you know, I never played that game. But I also like the Assassin's Creed 2. I'll just do the I, whole franchise, just really. put it as the franchise. I, I should have put that in there, and I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I was a mistake. I can't remember which one that was in the franchise. I didn't care for, like, the first one as much. It's very slow. But the I didn't like the uh, first Black one Flag much. was very open world, and that's what was so cool about it. But you got to, like, like pilot ships around. Yeah, that's what was cool Be a pilot, yeah. or uh, be a pirate. And I did and everything in that game, and it is very repetitive after a while. Is it? It's the same thing over and over again. I also really like the one that was set in uh, Revolutionary War America. I don't know if that was four. It was at, It was the one directly after Black Flag. Yeah, and you're Connor. I don't remember. Connor or something. You're like a Native yeah. American. I never played dude. it. Super good, too. And I actually like the one after that, too. Um, I didn't even know there was one Oh, after there's that. A, like 10 after that. No way. Yeah, there's so many. They're, they do they come out like, every year? Yeah, dude. There's so many of them. Holy crap. And their dude is really into Assassin's uh, Creed. He's going to be really mad he wasn't part of this. Dude is way more of a gamer than either of us. He still plays constantly. Oh, really? Yeah. But Black Flag, I'll say all Assassin's Creed, but I really particularly like Black Flag. Huh. Your number 12. My number 12 is Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. So I have Skyrim as number 12. I should have put it. I think I should have put it higher. Yeah. To be honest with you. I'm surprised yours is so low. The reason I didn't is because A... The games I got above it are better. For me, not necessarily better. It's an achievement of a game. There's no doubt about that. It is. A very much of a of an achievement. And I don't even know But the problem is for me is I gave it up. Like because I yeah. was getting too addicted to it. No, I uh, I had been, I never finished it. No, I didn't either. I was so addicted to it that I just kept playing it. But it was like I didn't necessarily I didn't give it up because I was addicted to it. I gave it up because I just realized, like, I'm not done with this game yet. I've been playing it for so long. Yeah. Well, and I, to be honest, like, there's other games I played where I enjoyed the crafting aspect a lot more. 
the, yeah. uh, the Skyrim could be punishing on the craft, crafting aspect. Yes, very much <laughs> so. So much. Um, crafting is one of those things that is like you love to hate. So it's so time consuming and ridiculous, the things that you're doing and the things that you find yourself doing when you're going around collecting stuff to craft different items. Right. And when you realize you've put like eight hours into just crafting and then you're, it's like an OCD's person's worst nightmare, which is me. <laughs> I agree. That is, that's how I feel about when there's too much crafting in a game. So um, you're number 14, Jerry. Or no, you're number 11. It's my number 11. My number 11 is, yeah. uh, I'll say the Resident Evil series, but particularly four and two. Four and two Resident Evil. Okay. I'm surprised these are even on a list. Really? Yeah. It wasn't um, anything I was interested in. Really? Yeah. I really, really like those games. I don't know why. And I hate horror. Uh, yeah, you do. And I, that's all those are about. Yeah. And but you're into the whole Walking Dead stuff. I just really liked the uh, ambiance of those games. And Resident Evil 4 is a really uh, good-looking game and has a great story, very good story. And I think it was maybe the first one I played that was like the over-the-shoulder type. Okay, see, I'm yeah. not, I, But couldn't you change the viewpoint? I think you could, but see, I don't like first-person. I don't like it at all. I well... Hate, anymore i don't like first person <laughs> games i like third person this one was weird it was like an over the shoulder camera yeah if there's one thing that i d- was infuriating about the resident evil games it's the lack of ammunition like on purpose there's like oh, really never enough ammunition you're constantly having to manage your ammunition which drives me crazy but also makes yeah, the game a lot more difficult sucks it's a very difficult game and but i liked it a lot yeah Okay. And the reason why, like, I think it was Resident Evil 2. It might have been 3, but I think it was Resident Evil 2 for, like, original PlayStation. Um, it's because I played that one when I was younger, and I remember playing it at one of my friends' house. It's the same thing. We would turn the lights off, yeah, like, at night and play that game. And just, Those... like, four of us could sit around and watch one person playing, and you're, like, so into it. Right. I do remember that because I do remember sitting around uh, in... Uh... I don't know if you remember him. Rory Ellis. Do you remember Rory Ellis? No, but He's I my age. his sister. He's uh, he's from Verona, and I remember sitting around at his house, watching him play Resident Evil and being like terrified. Yeah, it's, it's scary, like, man. I don't like this. <laughs> like this it, makes it, me it, feel it, weird. It's it's like I know there's lots of horror genre games. I've never played any of the other ones. Like I've never played Silent Hill or any of those. No, I've, I'm um, not into that. There was a, there was a, an original one for my computer that I used to play. And I can't remember what it was called, but it was before all that. That was yeah. uh, really good. But anyway, I don't know. I really like those games. So okay. you're number 11. So my number 11, you're going to yell at me about You told me it was so dumb one time that I brought it up before because I loved it so much. Uh, but it's another game. I played this in high school constantly. Okay. At Sean, in Sean Johnson's basement. So Sean, if you're listening to this episode, holla at your boy. I'm your boy. Okay. So holla at me. It's Super Nintendo, so SNES. Okay. Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat 2? Oh, yeah. I loved it so uh. much because there was Cyrax, and uh, I played as Cyrax all the time. He's like the yellow robot guy. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. Um, and then there was uh, the red robot guy, and I can't remember his name. Are you sure uh, this wasn't uh, 4? 
Mortal Kombat 4. Is it 4 or 2? Was there smoke? Like the smoke guy? Yes. That's Mortal Kombat 4, man. It's 4. You're right. Well, that's the one. I had it for Sega Genesis. Okay, well, this is SNES. Same. It was the same game. But it's not the same console. So Definitely 4. Either way, uh, we played... That was the best of the Mortal Kombat games for me. The crap out of that game. We would constantly play it. For hours and hours in his basement, drinking Mountain Dew, going to get Casey's Pizza, getting Subway. Like, this is what we did after high school. I would go, we would go down there and play this thing. This is the first time I ever kissed my wife was in Sean Johnson's basement. And we had played Mortal Kombat 4 that (laughs) night. So um, that game came out way before you're in high school. So you're, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Yeah, I, I am not a huge fan of the, one-on-one fighting games. Right, like the side-scrolling fighting games. Yeah, but uh, I did have Mortal Kombat 4. I liked it. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I was in middle school... Smoke. So Sean always played as Smoke. Yeah, he was good. I had played with him a lot, too. I I did, too. Um, When we were in middle school, our band teacher, Rusty Ruggles... Oh, yeah, Mr. We had a Mortal Kombat tournament. And uh, we had... Oh, really? Yeah, we brought in like four Sega Genesis's I remember Yeah. Genocide. That's yeah. we had this conversation, we <laughs> and we had a tournament in school. Yeah. Unbelievable that that was allowed to happen. There's no right. way that would ever be allowed to happen. Not anymore. No. Crazy. Not anymore. Crazy. I mean, we were in like seventh grade, and eighth you, grade, and you were like, and you had guns with you. Yeah. When you brought when you brought the we games brought our and, hunting rifles. Right. <laughs> um. My number. That was my number eleven. My number ten is. Oh, people are going to be so pissed. This is so far down on my list. Okay. Uh, but it's uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Okay. And okay. I feel comfortable uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, putting together that with Majora's Mask as well. Both of those games you should. Um, are unbelievable games that I never played originally because I never had a Nintendo 64. I believe they were for 64, right? Uh, Majora's Mask was, but I don't think... O- yeah, they uh, both. I'm pretty sure they both were. Are you sure? Yeah, they were 3D. Pl- yeah, they were definitely for 64. Then why did you ask the question? I, I didn't remember, but now I remember. Because well, I had a Sony. I know Majora's Mask was, but I don't think, I didn't think Ocarina Time was. Yeah, it was. was after that. Uh, but I never had a 64. I had a PlayStation. So I didn't. You never once had a 64. Nope, never had one. Gosh, you missed out. I mean, I played at other friends of mine, house, uh, friends' houses. But uh, so I never played that game until I was in college on an emulator on my computer. Really? Yeah, I had a Nintendo 64 emulator on my computer. Wow. And I played that game, and it was amazing. I love it. Wow. Wow. And uh, I think that's probably my first foray that I can remember. Well. I, my brother's always been obsessed with Zelda. I was never I was never in it. I love the yeah. original Zelda. Um, uh, you know, whatever the one that was the gold cartridge. Yes. For Nintendo. Yes. Um, and I remember, too, that was like the first one you could save your game. For, for Zelda or like in general? No, I, it for, I don't know. That was the first game I can mem- remember where you could save your save game. Save your game, yeah. And um, Because I, I have it. I was thinking it was like in general, like that was the first game that, could came have been. that you could save. Maybe. Uh, but Ocarina of Time stepped it up, and that was like, I think it's probably got to be one of the first like open world type 3D games ocarina of time yeah i would agree or it's very early on in that 
And uh, it's a great story. And Zelda games are all about the puzzles, which I always thought was amazing. It had a good story. It's just a fun, fun, fun game. Agreed. You know what else is a fun, fun, fun game is my number 10, which we've already talked about actually once on GameCube, was Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, man. I, this was another thing I played at my brother's house constantly. Yeah. All we would do is play Smash Brothers for hours and hours and hours. So when it first came out. We played, um, I believe the original one was for Nintendo 64. And when I was in... Yeah, it was, and then but the new one that came out on GameCube is the it's one that like way better. Yeah, yeah reinvented. We the played game. that. At, that was the game that we played at people's houses after school and high school was Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. But for Nintendo sixty four, you're saying no for GameCube. I no, think. because game the GameCube one came out when I was in high school. No, I don't think so. It was very yeah, because that's when I played it. Yeah, I gotta I, look I this up so. now because I. I think it did. Um, anyway, well, I played it all the time with my brother at his house in high school. And it was just so fun. Like, it was so aggravating at the same time as being fun. Because, like, there was no clear, like, upper hand in these games. Like, you didn't have an upper hand. You're right. It must have been the 64 game that I was playing. Right. Because when did Super... Uh, Smash Brothers come out for GameCube? Oh, um, well... 2003, 4? 2? Just keep talking. About it. Well, either way, there was like no clear advantage to anybody. Like You just had your guys. 1999 was Super Smash Brothers. 2001 was Super Smash Brothers Melee. I think... That's Me- the one, Melee. Yeah, I think that's the one I played too. And it was 2001. I was in high school. Well, that was my freshman year. Yeah, it was my senior year. Maybe. It could have been like your... You could it could have been like undergraduate. <laughs> no, it's my senior year. We oh, played it okay. at Chris Sokin's house all the time. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Ahsoka Tommy. Uh, but yeah, love that game and the new one for Switch. It's oh really? really? It's so good. Golly, I gotta get gotta that. get it. Darn it. Um, where are we at? Number nine. Yes. My number nine is. Zelda Breath of Wild. Oh, so I'm not gonna well, wait. A I'm minute. not lumping it in with the other ones because you're talking about it's a 20 so year time difference. Yeah, that makes sense. Breath of Wild for uh, Switch is an unbelievably gorgeous game, and it's super fun That's to play. What I hear, it's very difficult, for sure. It is very hard, isn't it? Very hard, but it's very, very, very fun. And I totally got sucked in, and I did play that entire game, and I did that. Like this year with kids. <laughs> and, don't know uh, how. Um, I don't know how you do that. It's not a super, I, I mean, you can put a lot of time into it, but if you play through according to the story, where like do you, you can hide? Move. Where do you hide in your house no, to we, not have kids interrupt you? Uh, no, I, I played it like Cash watched me play it. Like we played it together. My kids won't, won't watch me. They'll be like, can I, can I have a turn? Can I have that? Can it, can and, it be my turn? Can you? Can you give me that controller? Can I have another controller? Can we pl- can we play that? That's kind of like, how it was it. at first until he realized like it was too advanced for him, and then he kind of gave up and then would just watch me play. Grady it. thinks he's capable of all things. Let's listen. You give and that kid. You give Grady a controller for Breath of Wild, and anyway, he's gonna hey, run yeah, into yeah, a tree yeah. and go like this for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because when we started playing. Uh, we were playing Mario Kart earlier tonight, and he got so mad because 
on the like we like you said it's terrible and if you put your hand directly in front of like uh the sensor the, yeah the sensor in the front it just doesn't do anything so i kept telling him like i'm like grady two is the gas press the two the number two on the controller like in your little steering wheel thing press the number two so i'm doing it i'm doing it and he wasn't going anywhere and i just kept racing around and Oh my gosh! Not your, paying attention to your him. child, who's older than my child, is so far behind because Cash and, beat the entire game of Mario Kart. Well, we've never at like the highest level. We've never even like had it before because it was lost right in our house for four years, probably at least. We got the Wii when Wii first came out, yeah, and we're literally just starting to play it again now. You need to just stop that immediately yeah, and get fun. a Switch. They're so much better. It's the same games. Better with better graphics yeah, and better I, controls. I agree with you. I, I agree with everything you're saying. We just haven't done that yet. <laughs> that and has we to had, be your Christmas present. And the boys found the game literally tonight. They came up and they're like, Dad, look what we found. Like, I didn't even know we had that anymore. So we started trying playing it. And that's all he kept doing was like putting his hand in front of the thing. I was like, you can't do that. You have to move your hand in order for your guy to go. But... Speaking of old school games, we do have my original Nintendo is hooked up to my TV. We've been playing that. And my Sega Genesis is hooked up. So we've been playing that. Oh, my God. Because I still got like Batman Returns. I don't have any of those uh, things. I got uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. Yeah. Earthworm Jim we were playing. Earthworm Jim. I still Jim. got all the cartridges and everything. I got Mortal Kombat 4. You should but come see, over. We can play it. Oh, my gosh. I will play that all night. Yeah. And I'm going to be Cyrex and I'm going to kick your ass. That was nine. Your number nine is... Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. One and two. I'm lumping it together. I'm not putting Revolver in there because it is a little bit... So there, it's not really open worldy. No. Like you have to follow the storyline. You basically have a little bit of leeway. And it's so far behind these games. These new... Red Dead Redemption was amazingly it's like a open, open world. Red Dead it's Redemption Western 2 Skyrim. appears to be like on a whole different level. So I played... Not quite a bit, but I mean, quite a bit of Red Dead Redemption 2. I started it and then I had to, I quit. Um, when I was 10 hours in and I was still in the fucking snow getting to yes. the base camp, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> it, it wasn't 10 hours, but it was a long time. <laughs> it was time. a long time. It was a long time. And yeah, and then I got into the open world and I was like, I don't, where do I go? What do I do? Where, too, how many? It's too overwhelming. It is incredibly overwhelming. And I got, uh, I got, it gives you anxiety. I got overwhelmed. <laughs> I did. I really got overwhelmed. The boys loved it. The boys were playing that game too. I was letting them ride oh horses gosh, around. Super rated R. Shoot bears. No, I mean they didn't do anything like that. I mean they were shooting bears and deer and things like that and riding horses. Like that's basically all they did. Um because that's basically all I was doing for a long time is like going around to find a bear. Yeah. And and then I found like I just got so involved with it. I had to quit. And uh, I haven't went back to it yet, but I'm gonna it's do still it. on my Xbox. I could go I'm to it I'm going to do anytime. it this winter. Okay. I'm going to take the time. I believe you. Uh, as soon as I finish Jedi Fallen Order, which just came out. <sighs> Did you get it? No, not yet. Okay. Well, yeah. A buddy of mine that uh, I was in the army with, he got it. He just had a hip replacement, actually. Oh. <sighs> And lucky bastard. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Erickson, you lucky son of a bitch. He's got two weeks to just sit down and play that just game. Just sitting around playing that game. He got it the day it came out. Yeah. And he texted me right away. He's like, you got Fallen Order yet? I was like, no, no I don't have that. 
He's like, well, I've been playing it for like three hours. It's pretty great. <laughs> I, I, I hate to mention some of the amazing Star Wars games because they might be in your list, but like Force Unleashed. Oh, that's such a good game. Force Unleashed is good. Yeah. But it's, there's one better. Okay. Um, there's another one on my list too. So um, number eight for me is, let's just lump them all in, but I'll just pick one. Uh, Batman Arkham City. Okay. The whole Arkham series of Batman games. Yeah. That is uh, definitely one that I fell down the rabbit hole. Every achievement in every single game. Yep. <laughs> Add me to that list. Um, but it's crazy. I never actually played Asylum, the first one. You didn't? So uh, you didn't have every achievement well, no, in every I guess game. I, I don't think you I... freaking liar. I don't think I ever played Asylum. Right to my face. What, was the second one Arkham City? Yes. That's the first one I had. And I played it on my PC. And then the third one was Arkham Knights. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And then yeah. Arkham Origins, right? Ooh, was it Arkham City, then Arkham Origins, yeah. then Arkham Knights? I think so. Yeah, I think that's the way it was. It was just Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, yeah. And Arkham Knight, is that when you get to play as uh, Azrael? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's sir. A good one. Arkham City, though, I'll just, I'll just pick that one. Uh, but I played it on my computer, actually, on Steam. Why would you do that? In Right here, in my office. Like... <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know. understand. I don't why know why I did that. either. And then I went and bought the game for Xbox One and like played it again. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It is w- it, on a big screen. Yeah, in a chair. It's it never gets old. That's one where there's lots of repetitive stuff in that game too. There is, but it never gets old. But when you can be down Batman as the Batman whole time, and yeah. beating the hell out of people, <laughs> it's just like when you can come down and crush one human and then just start elbowing and breaking bones and you know what it reminds me of more so than anything is um the what book is it kevin smith talks about it all the time about like um how batman explains like how he can break oh yeah individual bones what's that in what comic book is it the dark knight yeah it is isn't it yes where he's explaining all of the ways he can like break you down yeah that's what that game reminds me of, like the gameplay, because of how, not necessarily choreographed, but how like... Uh, it's very fluid. Yes, like how fluid his movements are into yeah. like what he's doing. Like it's a precise but I, takedown. But let me tell you, man, those so good. Riddler challenges will drive you batty. Yes, they do. Pun there, intended. I don't even remember which ones I had left, but there was like two or there three. There was a, uh, yeah. There were left and it so was just difficult. I so many of them I had to see it, watch on YouTube on YouTube to figure out how to do. It. I agree. Yep. <laughs> All right, your number eight. My number eight. It's another old school game. I'm sorry. I had it on PlayStation Two. Okay. It's called Perfect Dark. Per- Perfect Dark. Yeah, I remember per- that. So the main character was Joanna Dark. Yeah, I remember it was a girl protagonist, like a female protagonist, and she. It was, it reminded me of, um, ah, shoot, and I didn't put it on here. It's, it's like a complete ripoff of like Siphon Filter. Did you ever play Siphon Filter? Uh, yes, but I don't really remember. Okay, it so much. I love Siphon Filter too, and I'm surprised I didn't put it on here. I should have. This is the one that David Seedentap would have loved is Siphon Filter. Like he played that game all the time for PlayStation. I remember I, but I remember while he was playing Siphon Filter, I was always playing Perfect Dark, and then we like flopped. Or swapped, I guess it would be. Um, but it was a uh, data, what was it called? Data, data dine, data dine industries. She had to like figure out what like the corruption was going on, but 
behind that. And like, it was a lot of undercover type, like not espionage, but like, uh, like spy type stuff before it was kind of even before like, uh, uh, metal gear solid. Yeah. Remember well, metal gear solid? Like yeah. the, where you creeped around. Yeah. It was kind of like that, but a little more like shoot him up. Right. I and thought that was a first person shooter. Perfect dark. It is. So it's like a combination of siphon filter, uh, like uh, uh, Goldeneye, and like its own thing, like where it was kind of like sneak around. Hmm. It was like all of those things wrapped in one, and I loved it. Loved it so much. But it had the old school graphics because it was, I think it was PlayStation 2 or it might have been Nintendo 64. Were you looking it up? No. Oh, I thought you were. I'm pretty sure I think it, was it was PlayStation 64. 2. See, and I think it's or PlayStation, PlayStation 2. 1. I think it was on both. Yeah. I had it for one of those and I loved it. Okay. Number seven for me is I'll lump them all together, but uh, the Fables series. So I never played a like uh, Fables 2. Um, so we're, we're, we're seeing a trend here, Chris. Yeah. What's that? You like the. Like the story, like puzzle quest game. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, I like um, RPGs. That's my that's my jam. Big time RPG. RPGs. Guy. So any RPG is basically the only type of game I play. Like, oh man, I don't I like first person shooters that much. I played all of a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. I played all the Call of Duty games. I played yeah. all of them, but uh, um, I really like an RPG, and that's unfortunate because those are the ones that are just. Start a time suck. suck, but I love the Fable games and the promise of the Fable games was like uh, the choices you make in the game uh, tilt you to good or bad, and they affect the outcome of the game. Okay, and the vision was never fully fully realized in like the first one. It was better in the second one. I think there was a third one too, and I played all of them. I think there was a third one. Um, I think there's still a fourth one coming out, and they're touting it as like going to be finally the true vision of that because. Okay. Technology has advanced. Finally, uh, I think the guy is Peter Molyneux or, or is the developer, and he's like a famous game developer. But it was a really, really, really um, futuristic concept at the time. And I think, I mean, it, it's not that old. It was for original Xbox, and I think Xbox 360. Okay. But uh, I just love the storyline, and I, I thought it was a really fun game to play. It was one also that, like, um, you know, if you were sufficiently powerful, it was really hard to. It was not a difficult game. It was more story driven. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Number seven for you. This is a completely different game that we have never touched on yet. Okay. It's a sports game. Okay. And it's Tiger Woods 12. Okay. Hi. This is another seat and top game. Uh, me and Seed and Tap and Tim McDonald, actually. See, now, I think those guys played 09, but I was a Tiger Woods 12 guy. Yeah. And I played the crap out of this game by myself at home when I lived in Mazan, like in town Mazan. I would play Tiger Woods 12 on my own all the time. Yeah. Amy would walk in and she'd be like, you're playing golf again? Like, this is what you're doing? <laughs> like, have you done anything today besides play fake golf? Like, no, I haven't. Did you see how far I hit that ball? Like, I hit that ball further than the guy on the cover of this game. 
<laughs> and that's an achievement. And I, I did. I played the crap out of that game. We would have nights. Seed and Top would come over. There would be beverages God, There's nothing better than like playing video games with your buddy, I drinking. Like, and as and an it's adult. like a competition as an yeah, adult. It's so fun. And we would battle each other. And then like him and uh, McDon- like Tim McDonald, who has been here uh, on the show uh, two times now? Two times. Seed and Top's still never been on. That's an issue. Um, but they played all the time. Like they played, they would play 09, in, I think in college or before college or after college. I don't remember. But they played it a lot without me. And I feel a little slighted. <laughs> but then Seed and Top would come over and play a better version, 2012, with me. And I probably always won. I don't yeah. remember. I never really got too much into that game. I definitely played it. Uh, but I played a lot of golf games like Hot Shots Golf. <laughs> That's not the same. <laughs> this um, is so real life. I don't Chris. have any uh, sports games on my list, uh, spoilers, but I. that's not to say I don't enjoy them. I got real deep into every level of Madden game over the years. Uh, so did I. I played Madden, Madden all the time, and I didn't put it on here. A lot so. of every iteration of baseball games, starting from n- n- Nintendo, Dude. bases loaded, all the way up to... Uh, when I stopped playing video games, so uh, I, I probably liked uh, baseball more than any other uh, sports game. Although Madden was definitely like gosh, through I played so much through baseball. college and after college and as an adult, like there that's, was a lot of Madden being played. So that's another game, like a whole gaming franchise that just ended was baseball games. Did they? They don't make them anymore. Really? There are no new. Like, you know what took over is like basketball the show, games. So. Uh, PlayStation had the show, MLB the show. Yeah, and then, uh, I didn't think that game was very I good. wasn't a big show Sucked. guy either. David was always a show guy. I was always the Xbox version, the Microsoft version, which was MLB 2K Yeah, something. Something like that. So it was either, it was like 2K 10, 2K 12, whatever. Um, I think they went up to maybe 15, and then they've never made another MLB game since then. Really? So aggravating to me. I used to play those all the time with my 360. Once I got an Xbox One, they've never made another one. Really, so. all sports games. I mean, I played a lot of all the different football. Remember the? I've never been a like big extreme football, one. which was like it was like four on four. What was it called? NFL Rush or something like that. Blitz. Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. They had Blitz. Blitz. I played uh, that on PlayStation Two all the time. I didn't play any new basketball games like in in the last ten years, but I played old basketball games a lot. So I downloaded a. A basketball game because they had one up for free. It was like the newest basketball game. It's so different. They're it was so like two years ago because we were still living in the other house before the new one was built. And uh, I downloaded that, and me and Grady were playing that quite a bit. It was fun, yeah. but they're very just, difficult. I played with my yeah, nephew. Um, he was really into basketball games, and I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's yeah. like hockey games. I've never been able to play hockey games. The only hockey game I've ever played in my life was on Game Boy. Oh, really? I used I to play, play the old Nintendo one all the time. It was NHL 95. Which was basically Tecmo Bowl, but on ice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play NHL 95. I remember it um, on Game Boy. And I was always the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> like the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Oh, man. We could go on and on on this topic for 10 other podcasts. Number six. Um, we're, we're at six and we're at two hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, I'm going to flip the script to a whole new genre of games. I just did that. Which I 
absolutely love and I'm obsessed with. Okay. And played every manner of, but I'll just pick one of the genre or two. Um, probably Age of Empires 2. Oh, man. Or, you know, Sid Civil- Meier's Civilization. Civilization. Yeah. Or... I downloaded Civ the ori- five. The original Warcraft or any of those games, man. The very first Warcraft game. Yeah, the game. Blizzard Warcraft game. Yeah. I had that. That was a PlayStation 2 game. You could get it for PlayStation oh, 2. Oh, I just had it on my computer. No, I know it was a, originated as a computer game, but they they put it out How as a PlayStation game. How could you ever play game. any of those games on a console without they, a mouse? They had a PlayStation 2 game that was... Uh, I don't see how you could do it. That's the only way I knew about it, actually, is that that's the first iteration of that game I ever had. I didn't even realize it was a computer game because I was not a computer gamer. I yeah. wasn't ever. See, that's how I started. I and always it, had consoles. Warcraft probably came out in the early 90s, so mid-90s maybe. The very first Warcraft was over, like overhead, and you could be an orc or yeah. a human. Yeah. And, and all I did was like basically harvest trees and build up my I just, forts and stuff. It's another... Uh, OCD. Uh, it was so dream. Great. That was, gosh, I should have put that on here and I didn't. I, that was one of my favorite games. Age of Empires 2 was the first one I remember becoming really obsessed with. And even recently, in the last couple of years, uh, a couple friends of mine are like, hey, we still play Age of Empires 2 and we play it online. And I downloaded it and we, like, in the last couple of years, have been playing online Age of Empires 2. Are you kidding? Yeah, I played uh, with David Province and Eric Bodet. Wow. Yeah. And Justin. That, so is it just a, like an online server? Like is yeah. it on Steam or something? Um, yes. Is that yes. what you played yeah, through? Yeah, I think that's or? what we were playing through, yeah. Because I have Civ, Civ Five on this computer right here. Yeah, that's a fun game too. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, but I love that genre of game, that like resource gathering and building yes. cities and stuff. So do I. And at, for some reason, I really do think like Age of Empires 2 is probably the best one of that. I know like the graphics probably. aren't... Are, the was. graphics aren't as good, and there's less you can do. Like civilization's so more more in depth, and you can go from like Stone it's Age to like mo- nuclear I warfare. Doing. I think I got to like the Roman Empire, and that was it. Really? Oh yeah, I I had to quit right away. Oh man, it was another like at the time that I downloaded this was like Skyrim time was like original Red Dead Redemption time was like that's when this game came out. Yeah, and I couldn't handle. All of that. Like, yeah. I could not handle all of it. I don't know how people do this without quitting their jobs and forgetting about everything and every other obligation they've ever had. Yeah, quit wasting your time on Fortnite. There's so many better games. Oh, don't even start. That's such a terrible game. I've never even played it, but I know it's terrible. You're going to alienate fans. I have played it. What? and You love it. No, oh, it's terrible. I hate it. So I'm going to alienate fans? <laughs> all right, go. Number six? Yeah. Halo. Halo. Like the franchise. This, like the defining game of my college years. Yeah. And when I was deployed, like we played Halo, we did actual land parties where we would run oh, yeah, we did lines through J Pod, it was called, because of our, where all of our trailers were at. And um, so we would run these like regular phone lines, you know, all through the pod. Ethernet cable. Is that what it is? Yeah. I thought it was like a regular phone line. No. Maybe. It's okay. Ethernet. Whatever tech guy we'd run them all over the place and so we could play in different trailers and yeah you know it was unbelievable we also so did fun. that in our fraternity house it was so fun i loved all halos 
I'm not going to get any more in depth than that. I enjoyed Halo Reach. A lot of people didn't like Halo Reach. I liked Reach. Halo Reach. Uh, I liked all of the Halos. Um, as a, I never played them, like, as a, uh, although Reach I did, because it wasn't even multiplayer, really, was it? No, no. it was like a single-player game. Um, I enjoyed the multiplayer. It's like just story. I always enjoy the multiplayer a lot more than the, than the single-player. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, it was uh, so great. But the original Halo was like, it was almost like on like a GoldenEye level to me it, it for was the multiplayer. It, for me, it, it surpasses GoldenEye, definitely. Well, um, that's why I have it as my number six. And that is the best, in my opinion, that I've played like group, group playing multiplayer game, game yeah. that isn't, you know, a sports game or I would say this game, Mario game. is probably, my brother's been a gamer forever. He's like hardcore gamer. Um, he has a separate TV in his living room just for him to sit at the couch and play. So does dude. Uh, oh, really? Dude's a hardcore gamer. That. And you know what dude's favorite game franchise is? Halo. Halo. That's my brother. And he watches like all the cartoon, the movies, the sh- yeah. the shows. We talked about that here yeah. once. Um, That's my number six. You're my five. number five. Top five. Here we go. Here it is. Two hours. Stick with us. Uh, another deep dive into my college years on the original Xbox. Um, which I never had an original Xbox. As you I, didn't? I had a PlayStation oh, 2. Oh, man, I did. But it wasn't until I got in college, I had roommates that had an Xbox. I had an original and Xbox. And that gave me access great. to a little game called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I love that game. Oh, it's so good. That's such a great game. Because it, it's my two favorite things. So, an RPG. Yes. A dialogue-based RPG and Star Wars. And Star Wars. And an original story. I agree. That is super in depth. It's amazing. It's probably and and they're it's all probably, good. Like the first one, I love. The second one was great, but I'll just say the first one I think was the best one. It was like a standalone best one. It's it's the greatest Star Wars game to exist. Um, I disagree. Really? Yep. Don't tell me you have Force Unleashed. Nope. Above that, I have a better game above that, but. It is so good. Okay, maybe I'm forgetting a game then. And it's so, um, I don't know. It was just so like deep. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's like a good story there. Yeah, there is. There's they a very good story definitely there. Definitely make that into a movie Which, franchise. They're idiots for not have already done that. Here's the deal. Anything that has dealt with with Star Wars that has been produced, I, I obviously there's some, there's a few that fall out, but... So many things that have dealt with Star Wars have the greatest writers attached to them. Yeah, they have good writers. Yeah, like uh, the Star Wars Pod Racer game that had a great writer. Yeah, right. They did. It did. That was a fun game though, and I played it a lot. Yeah. Um, all of those, but the, but the all games, of those games were good. So those that type of game, the story driven game, and obviously like books were coming out at the same time. Obviously, there were a lot but, of third person Star Wars like movie based games, like when the uh, Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace were coming out. Right, they were all really fun too. But the but the story driven games like this, like the RPG games, the writers were very good. Yeah. Like they had really good uh like stories. There's a game that my brother used to play, and I've talked about it on this before, and I can't remember it ever. I can never remember the name of this game because I never personally played it. But when my brother deployed, my brother's eight years older than me. And so when I was in like in fifth grade when he joined the army. And that's like right after that, he got married because my brother's been married for like 20 years, 22 years now. Yeah, it'd be no 21 years because it was 98. He got married. 
No, he was married in 97. It'll be 22 years. Anyway, Compelling. this is me just, yeah, <laughs> just rambling. But uh, anyway, he played a Star Wars game when he was deployed, or not deployed, but he w- lived in Louisiana. That's where he was stationed. And he he videotaped himself and, like, he didn't videotape it, but he, like, recorded it on VCR and sent me the tape. And so all I he sent me this VCR tape of him playing through the entire game in one, like, play. And then I would, I got it. And at home, I would just watch. What was the game? Was it like Bounty Hunter? No, it's a Star Wars based game. game. And there, he's like, he's not a bounty hunter, but he's like, um, what was Han Solo? Uh, Oh, we'll talk about that game later. You think it's the same one? I think so. Okay. My number five? Yes. Is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, wow. Yeah, I put it as number five. Oh, no. This was like the epitome of Xbox games for me, like when I became an adult because I played it constantly, me and and Pagoda, Nate, and David Timmons. So this is what I was talking about. I would get home for my afternoons, like uh, afternoon shift. I'd get home at like 1130, and I'd sit on the couch, and we would play that game until two or three in the morning. Yeah. I did Together, the same thing. I mean, on the same team. Yeah. And I freaking loved it. Like if I could go back to a time, if I could go back to a time to play a video game, it would be those times. Cause I freaking loved it. We had, to, I had a headset. Yeah. So you did know, I, I, we would talk to each other. It was like, that was my, see my benefit of the epitome this time of in your life gaming. versus my life is I didn't have a family when, so I would play those games all the time. Well, I know. That um, was the I, only time I got I to play I played with, like, uh, Ian Hicks, listener. Oh, yeah. He played with uh, us, too. He Ryan, played on... Ryan Anderson. Yes, I played with him. Yeah. No, you played with us, too, because yeah, I played at the probably. same time. <laughs> I know you did. Yeah. Because it was... Yeah, Ryan Anderson would play, Ian, uh, you. I, yeah, I know you were involved with yeah. that. Me and Timmons and Pagoda, though, were, like, always together. We'd play all at the same time. So we were on the same time game, frame. Though. That's the only problem I have with it. I was, I was so bad at and it. And then... Uh, uh, Jeremiah Beck. Yeah, he would play too, but we called him Pie. So that's what that was his name, Pie. <laughs> no, I do. I love that game too. Um, that's why I put it up so high because there were so many people involved with it. It wasn't the. It reminded me of the times of sitting in an area with everyone yes. and playing those games. Just like I talked about, like Goldeneye and that. It's an unbelievable experience to do that. And, and I, I feel bad for so many people that don't get to have that experience in their but life. That game blew up the whole like yeah internet for sure like gaming stuff like uh, on any consoles like that that game is the one that blew it all up yeah blew it out of the water from that point on it just got it changed the gaming industry into only that like and that an was online also, multiplayer i also and played through the story it was a fun story it was a good story it was a fun first person game it's so a great game Again, it's the only game that you can have a very good storyline, a very good like single player story game, and the online content. Yeah, uh, which you do, like the multiplayer. Yeah, because I like you don't get that. I, I loved like uh, Call of Duty World at War, like the World War Two one. Yeah, but there was no online component to that. Right. Maybe there was, but I don't. I didn't. They separate it. them now, and it's not the same. Yeah, it's just not the same thing, and. That's why I put it and up there. There was high, a new one that I came out. I don't appreciate out. your face when I first said it. There was a new one that came out uh, not that long ago, and I remember I got it. I was super pissed because there was like no storyline. There was no story at all. It was all online multiplayer. That wasn't Black uh, Ops, was it? Yeah, it was Black Ops Four. 
I don't the five. Know. I bought like the really expensive box set that came with like stuff. Well, so th- we used to play Black Ops too because when when the first Black Ops came out, it was like right after uh, uh, Modern Warfare Two. So we'd get Black Ops and we would play those maps all the time with each other, and so freaking good. It yeah. was so good. No, I agree. I I don't know why I I said that. It's just because I'm like so into rpgs <laughs> no i know you are but we're very different in our game but no selections. i what you're saying is all right and i love that game as much and you're right those experiences and those memories that's, are amazing and that's, and that's what i take from the video games like i haven't had the opportunity to play rpgs as much just because i and they're different uh, rpgs are a very solid solitary well, I, I, in your head experience yeah and and you're a very solitary in your head man they're just two different things. Like I like both of them, but the community aspect of playing games is really the most fun. And that's what drew me to gaming uh, in my adult life is that because it drew me to gaming in my adult life it's like social at that time too. because it was very social. It was super fun. We could talk to each other. And then it also brought me back to what i did as a kid and it's competitive it's almost like a sport it felt familiar but it was very competitive it's like playing sports very good but you don't have to esports man there's there's esports now i know it's big it's bigger than regular sports you're right more people watch like the esports stuff than like the super bowl it's crazy that's insane it's true no i know i absolutely i know that it's huge Um, anyway number four number four for me is uh Mass Effect 2 or just Mass Effect series. Never played them. Um, Gosh, I should have. I love those games. They're great. They're super fun. And the way they the look story, is amazing. They look amazing. They're fun to play. The storyline's amazing. The storyline is incredible. So in that's. These games. They are incredible. There are people on Reddit that have like devoted their life to those games. Yeah, there's been like movies. There's been. Yeah. Uh, it looks that it, it does look amazing, and I've always said, "Okay, I'm, I need to Mass get Effect game. Three was my favorite one, but uh, is there four of them? I don't, I don't know. I think there is a fourth. Well, I've played all of them, but so maybe it was four that I, 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 I haven't played any of them. Oh, Gosh, there's I Mass Effect to... Four. I don't, I never played Mass Effect Four. So I three was my favorite. Uh, one, the very first one was very a little more like introductory store following a storyline <laughs> yeah. type thing but it's still open world and then the second and third one just expanded on that yeah and uh they actually have like cliffhanger endings you get really into the story like i think uh it might be the same it's very story driven i think it might be the Besides same people that made knights of the old republic i'm pretty sure really yeah it's a bioware game and i think bioware made knights of the old republic i didn't know that. and i think maybe fables as well so Gosh, I feel Very like I need similar. to get into that then. Uh, Mass Effect, you need to be on board with that. Uh, so my number four, it uh, well, we've talked about it already, is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, nice. It's so good. It's yes. such a great game. I love Star Wars games. I should have honestly put a like the original Force Unleashed on here because I played so much of that. I love that game, but it's... There isn't. It's not open world. It's very no. It's not a storyline. It's very linear. Yeah, it's just yeah. fun having all the powers. I know, and just it's and it's fun the f- to play. Well, but it's, it's f- also very repetitive as well. It's the first time that you really get to like use the force, and yeah. there's so many like the lightsaber battles were like so intense yes. when that first came out. Um, but the Knights, of, Knights of the Old Republic, them. don't 
I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a phenomenal game. That's why I put it as number four. It's just not as new. Right. You know what I mean? It's uh, Force at least is a fun game. Knights of the Old Republic is like a, an in-depth a, a world. It draws you in yeah. to the world. Yes. Like it's like you, you had already said it. It's an RPG, but yet it's uh, like a combat game. It's um, but like stop combat, like a, like a true, it's like a true old school RPG, but mixed with a, a movie. Right. Yeah. It's very good. Number three. Um, number oh man, we're getting down to it. Three Top for three me right is um, Fallout. I thought it would be higher. My, dude. I just love. I thought so that would be higher. When I go to two and one, I'm going nostalgic play. If I'm going like current day, oh, you are like my favorite games. Fallout. Fallout games are what it's all about for me. Uh, Fallout New Vegas personally was my favorite. I remember you telling me to um, get that. Fallout 4 is uh, incredible. These games take forever to come out because they're so How do you feel crazy. about Fallout 76? Uh, I've never played it. I have it, but I've never played it. I bought it. Are you waiting for patches to fix it because well, it was ridiculous and ruined? Okay, so here's the deal out? with Fallout uh, 76. I bought it. I heard all the problems that were it was having, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. Got scared. No, Got I'm scared. Like, I'm going I'm to wait a little bit. I'm going to wait like six months and let it like work itself out. And that was like last winter when it came out. The only time I have, if I want to play a game, the only time I can do it is in the winter. That's the only time I possibly do it. So it got to be starting to get in spring. And I'm like, I can't start this game now. And then I find, and then also the other thing is like, it's an online only game. Yeah, that's all it is. There's no, I didn't know it when I bought it. No storyline. No storyline. Why didn't you ask me? Not interested. I'm not going to play a game with no single Fallout no. for me. I That's love why I was wondering why anybody played it because a lot of I'm not going to play it because I I want You have to get into I it. I won't because the whole thing with Fallout games is the story. That's why they're good. The story is amazing. I, yeah, I can understand. The gameplay it. is amazing. Yes. The challenge, the crafting is my favorite of yeah. all crafting in a video game. Right. Um, it is a lot better. It's it's better and uh Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas is my favorite just because of the storyline, but Fallout 4 expanded it significantly, and it looks amazing. Um, and it is one of those games I can just run around for 12 hours and just, like, collecting stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> it it's or just discovering little new towns or little new a house and outpost and just, like, taking it over. Yeah. And Fallout 4 introduced this aspect where you could, like, take over like an area and you can like build it into a town. Yeah. You build it up into a town, but you can have like multiple areas, You have multiple that. different towns and, the, and you can create like an economy and right. it can support you. It's great. Yeah. It's a great, great game. But, uh, fallout new Vegas, the story was amazing. Um, fallout, man. I got a bobblehead of my, the fallout guy. Can I do my number three? Now? Your number three. Uh, we already talked about it once. Okay. Batman Arkham city. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any of the Arkham games, really. I have to throw a Batman uh, game up there because these games were like revolutionary for any Batman game. Um, I mean, because they were like the only ones at the time. But they really like the only ones ever that were worth a shit. That that are worth a crap. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like they when they came out, it was like holy shit. Like not only is this a good Batman game, this is a good game in general. You You could have put any character in there and it would have been a phenomenal game. You know what I liked about those games is they felt really unique because they weren't an RPG. 
right? No. But they're not an action game. And they, they but they're are kind s- of like a movie. It's all of those things kind of together. They and have, it is somewhat of a linear game. It is linear. But there is There's the room. ability to go outside of that. Yeah. But not as far as what like a Red Dead Redemption or, or Fallout, or, Fallout or any of those. So there it it's got like arms around you. Which is what I like because But you, you c- could mess around in the city as much as you want. You can, but the great thing about them is for me, it's a game you can put time into and feel like you've accomplished something. Yes, and you complete get it. somewhere. Uh, whereas like a Fallout, like literally when Fallout 4 came out, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I took a week off of work. Yeah. I No, I know that. I and remember like us talking about that. St- stayed home and, and played Fallout. So it's the same thing with Skyrim. It's the same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2 or 1. But like, like Batman, you, you can put down, you can pick up, you can put down, pick exactly. up. Exactly. I think it's a very good blend. Every Perfect. single yeah. one of them is a very good blend to where you can get involved with the game and be obsessed with the game, but you're advancing the game so far that at some point you're going to be like, oh, I, f- I finished it. Yeah. You know, and you might have a, a few side stories to do, like with the, the Riddler stuff, like that is, man, that really gets your brain going and pisses you off to no end because they're super hard to figure out. But once you do, it's like, the best thing in the world. And you can complete the whole game. I've completed the game. I I don't necessarily feel like I need to go back and don't play it again. don't need to go back. That's what's good. But I'm so happy that I, I got that experience because those games are so good. The fighting of Batman between any villain that you have is amazing. The cutscenes are amazing. The Joker that's involved with these games is absolutely amazing. Like I feel like that Joker iteration even though we didn't use it in our podcast about different Joker iterations, could be one of them. Yeah. Because the story of him and Mark Hamill's voice involved with that guy, over the top, yeah. awesome, really great. I like to, in the later ones, like Arkham Knight, I think, they break it down so you can play as uh, Nightwing, you can play as Catwoman, yes. you play as Harley Quinn, you um, can play as... Harley Quinn, who cares? But Did you do a DLC, the Harley um, Quinn DLC? I don't know if I did. Yeah, there's a whole nother like mini game DLC you could. Yeah, I don't think I did. I did do the Nightwing. Um, which there's one was a Robin? A- oh, you can be Red Robin, right? Uh, yeah, Asriel. Asriel yeah. wasn't. We talked about that earlier, but that was in that game, right? It wasn't the one before that. I don't remember. Whatever. They all kind of blend together. They're all. They're very great, very similar. Great ex- Yeah, they're very similar. But they're all very good. Yeah. Um, number two, man. Number two for me is that fabled Star Wars game that I think maybe you were talking about. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2. I don't think that was it, no. Um, this is a game that was out when I was in middle school. Um, I played it on my PC. Um, and it is like so awesome of a game but it's so like deepened my love for Star Wars. And I play that game over and over and over again. Um, it, the main character is uh, Kyle Katarn, who was also in... Uh, it's actually yeah. Dark Knight, or tar- Dark Forces Jedi Knight 2. So it was actually a sequel to Dark Force. Is it called Dark Forces? Dark Forces, Like yeah. the single player or the, the first person shooter from like the old days. Um but it was like a 3D game. You got to go from being basically like a Han Solo type smuggler character to 
becoming a Jedi. When did that come out? It so, would have been in the mid-90s, mid to late-90s. Star Wars Jedi Knight. Oh, Dark Forces 2, 97. Yeah, 97. Yep. Um, I played it in middle school. Um, it was the first year. I was in eighth grade, the first year the teachers got computers in our school. Before that, teachers didn't have computers. And all the teachers got oh, gateway yeah. computers. And Dark Forces, uh, Jedi Knight 2, you could play online. That was one of the first games. I think it was the first game I ever played online. And it was super fun to play online. But uh, we would play it in school um, on different teachers' computers. My, my eighth grade year, when the teachers got computers, there was no teaching that happened that entire year. It was just like... <laughs> playing video games just on their computers games all the time um but that game was the storyline's incredible um it has uh like real people like real video is the yeah. storyline the cutscenes yeah. are like actual filmed people um and it just is amazing uh the background in the star wars universe you get to do it's the first time you get to like become a jedi and wield the force powers and and it has RPG elements to it. Yeah. It's an amazing game. I, I'm wondering if that's the one your brother played. Star, it's not. I got to look it up. Star Wars Dark Forces came out in 95. 95. That was like a Doom. It was like Doom or Wolfenstein, but it was Star Wars. Oh, really? And I definitely played th- that one like crazy, too. But it was n- no way like Dark Forces Jedi Knight 2. It wasn't even comparably oh, was a it this one? Game. And uh, the online maps were like big, you know. It was like Battlefront, kind of. Um, yeah, that's what it would be like is Battlefront. But um, but but it was back in the late '90s when internet was slow, and so it was always super laggy. It was terrible, like the lag. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to. I think this is the game, Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Oh yeah, Shadows of the Empire. Oh, I played the shit out of that game too. That's the one. It's uh, what's the main characters guy? It's like Kyle uh, Katarn. No, it isn't. Uh, you just said that was. He was in multiple it game. It's Shadows of the Empire, and it's uh, Dash Rendar. Oh yeah, Dash Rendar is the main character, uh, of the game, and he uses blasters. He's like a Han Solo character, basically. Yeah. And my brother's always been, always loved Han Solo. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire also. A very great game. That was a GameCube or a Nintendo, Nintendo 64. 64 game. Came out at uh, December third, nineteen ninety six. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, Shadows of the Empire. He played literally from the beginning to the end of the game in one play and videotaped the whole thing and then sent it to me in the mail, and I would put the VC VCR or put the tape in the VCR and watch it. Yeah. After I'd get home from school and watch that. It was a that was an awesome game, but Jedi Knight Two was on a whole different level than that. It was like because it had RPG elements, it had video, actual film, yeah, uh, the online component, and it, and it was more advanced than that graphics wise. Yeah, the graphics were lacking yeah. in this game. I'm talking well, about. I mean, and and that was a PC um, game, so obviously at that time, consoles like a sixty four didn't have. Weren't even close. They weren't even close to PC games no. at that time. The stuff that was going on with PC, like Quake and, and stuff like that. It was way ahead of that. And I was not in the world of PC at the time. I, was, I really wasn't. I was a huge computer nerd. So my number two is uh, somewhat laughable. Okay. In a way of the greatest games of all time. 
Don't take my games as the greatest games of all time, okay? These are the greatest to me. Okay. But my number two. If you say Angry Birds, I'm going to punch you. No. Guitar Hero. Oh, that made it to your number two. It did. In because again of the impact it had for me I and, see the, and the amount of time. your gaming experience is definitely focused on like social sociability like being no social i played i didn't play that with anybody oh really you didn't play like guitar hero with a group of people no oh we always did the so i started playing guitar hero right before my deployment and then while i deployed so we when we were deployed, like I would be on call basically like 24 hours. So we did recoveries and stuff. So for 24 hours, I would be out of my trailer. We would be up at our battalion. We'd go out on missions, do things. And then we would come back for 24 hours and be like the secondary team. So if the primary team went out and then there was another mission that needed to be taken care of, then we would go out. But for the most part, the primary team would take care of what was going on. We would be back at our trailers. I had 24 hours and literally <laughs> everybody was like going to the gym and Schofield, he lives in Shanahan. I talked to him frequently. He always talks about how he went to the gym all the time. Like everybody's going to the gym. We're going to work out because we're on deployment and it's like you're in prison and that's what prison people do is you work out. So that's what they do. I'm like, I'm not, I was 19. I'm like, I'm not going to the gym. This is ridiculous. I just got out of track last year. I'm not running or doing anything that I have to do physically. And I would no joke, sit in a bag chair, like a, you know, like a lawn chair, bag chair, prop it up in the middle of our 10 by 10 trailer room. And I'd put in a dip, Copenhagen, uh, long cut straight, like straight. I literally would never leave my mouth. I'd take one out and put another one in. Uh, but I'd sit Indian style in a chair and play Guitar Hero nonstop. I would never stop playing it. People would come over and be like, can you, you want to go eat dinner? Like, you want to eat something today? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'd just <laughs> keep playing Guitar Hero. You got to ask Nate about it. Nate, if Nate was here, he'd explain to you how obsessed I was with that game. I would sit there in a chair and all I would do is play Guitar Hero and forget that I was like not at home, you know, and that's all I would do is play that game. And then the next day we would be on call and like we'd do our mission and do whatever we had to do. But as soon as I came back, you better bet your freaking ass I was going to be playing Guitar Hero because that's all I do. I'd be like, Schofield, you need to go to the gym. You, you ready to leave? You're going to leave the room right now because I need to, you know, I need to do something like, oh. You need a little private time? Like, no, I'm just going to play Guitar Hero. Like, that's all I want to do. Like, just get out of here so I can play Guitar Hero. It was very impactful. And then I got home and got married. And I never really played it after that. <laughs> um, I like Guitar Hero, but uh, I was more of a fan of Rock Band. But again, for the community aspect, when we got that, I, was, I had a roommate at the time. We had the drum set. Yeah, bass guitar. So that would be you a lot. You got better. the regular guitar, and we would all play it. And I remember we used to have. Uh, I didn't have anybody that would play it with me though. Yeah, like well, nobody wanted to play. Whenever it, it was around Christmas, like uh, there was a group of our friends that would come over, and basically we would wrap presents, but we would just yeah play rock band and get super <laughs> drunk. <laughs> David played so David played quite a bit with me sometimes. I got rock band, and I remember I would play. The drums were so hard. I'd play the drums all the time. I had the drum set. I would play the drums all the time. But when you had nobody else playing with you, yeah. I packed all that up when we got when I got home uh, in 
so we went to me and Amy and then Hannah and Scott Hunt went to uh went to Disneyland or uh uh yeah, just Disneyland. We didn't go to Magic Kingdom. We went to the other one. What's the other one? Well, I, I, like just Disney. You went World. to California? No, Disney World. Disney World's in Florida. Okay, that's the one. That's the one we went to. And but there's four parks. I don't know where we went. I don't remember. You don't remember where you went? No, we didn't go to Magic Kingdom. Would you go to Epcot? Yes. Hollywood Studios? No, I don't. Yes, I know we went there. Hollywood Studios. I don't know. I've been there twice in my life, Chris. That's that's it. One time when I was like seven, and then that time in two thousand seven and eight, because it was for New Year's. Okay. So um, we spent New Year's there, but I also brought Rock Band with us to that trip, and we played that in the hotel. <laughs> I remember it. Um. Okay. My number one is Final Fantasy Seven. I talked about that. That's what I thought was like widely known as like the greatest game. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that game. And it's just that's the game that was like the first RPG I ever played. Mm-hmm. And uh, just got super sucked into it. And I would just play it for hours and hours and hours. And the story is amazing. And uh, that like Japanese style RPG is it's not the same as American RPGs. They're completely different. No. They, uh, they know how to do that. But those Japanese-style RPGs, I absolutely love. And for me, that's the best example of it, maybe just because it was also like one of the first games, not only the first RPG I ever played, but it was like very ahead of its time graphics-wise. Um, and it was the first game I ever really played that had a real story. Yeah. Like where had you could really care about story. a character. Um. And I've pretty much been obsessed with that my whole life. They've made movies. I love them. Uh, oh, you watch the movies and everything, huh? Oh, my God. Final Fantasy VII is an amazing, amazing game. And they're, they've been teasing for like 10 years that they're going to do like an HD remastered relaunch of that game. And it just never comes and never Doesn't comes and come. never comes. But apparently it's coming. This year or next year or something along those lines, we'll see. Well, that's what she said. But they they had on computer fans that went through and remastered the game and did it all in HD and stuff, and it came out and people were playing it. And like Square Enix, the developer, yeah. like pulled it down. Really? Or like stopped that from happening or some something along those lines. But uh, I don't know that I would want to go back and replay that game now. Like I have such fond memories like of it. Regard of it, I don't, don't want to like it. it to be ruined. Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I just that was also one of those games where you play for hours and hours and hours, and for some reason, like you can only save it in like the actual open world. So, oh, like, so you if could you're play, in the middle of something, you can. Yeah, you, like, I played for hours and hours and hours, and I remember several times I'd be like. I mean, like five hours into something, or and I never saved it or something, but I would just leave it run. And oh, my really? sister, if she got mad at me, would like come just shut it off, like in the middle of me playing it. Oh my gosh! And it was—it's the most devastating, yeah, thing ever. <laughs> like it happened many times. <laughs> that sounds awful. All uh, right, number one. My number one is NASCAR '98. 
No, I'm just kidding. Well, but I played the hell out of that game. I did too. I love that game. <laughs> I played so much NASCAR yeah, when I was a kid. Dude, it's so much NASCAR. It was really good. Yeah. I played a lot of NASCAR. Or was it NASCAR 95? I don't know. It was a 90s. I played even the newer ones, like into the late 2000s. We I didn't even NASCAR think they games. made any more yeah, after they that. Did. They did. We played a lot of NASCAR. Well, I played a lot of NASCAR too. But no, mine's still an old game like that. Okay. It's still an old nostalgic game, like I always do, because I'm a nostalgic person, and it is the entire Medal of Honor series. Okay, yeah. So Medal of Honor came out on PlayStation 2, I believe. I think it was, it was PS1, actually. Is the fir- Did the first one come out on PS1? Maybe, yeah. Well, I started with the very first one, whatever gaming console that came out with, and I've always been in love with World War II. I was confusing uh, when I said Call of Duty World at War. I was thinking about the Medal of Honor series. When, when did you talk about World at War? Earlier when you were talking about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Because World at War was the World War II one, right? Maybe. Um, but uh, take I, that I don't know that one. I was talking... Uh, yeah, that was one. But I was talking about the Medal of Honor series. Yeah, I played all those games. They're great. Okay. They're really good. Yeah, so the Medal of Honor series was a storyline. It was just like a linear story that you just followed. There wasn't any side story to it. Because it was like it was a first-person so shooter. It was a first-person shooter. That's what it was. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's all it was is a first-person shooter. But it was all in, like, World War II. It advanced after a while. After, like, the fifth one, it went into a different uh, war, finally. I just was so obsessed with World War II when I was younger. Even now, like I just love everything about learning about that history. And uh, I felt like I was in it. I felt like a part of it. Yeah. Like you would get the, you'd have to get like a Nazi dossier on different things that they were doing. And then you could shoot down their planes. And then you had to like dismantle a rail gun. And it was just awesome. Yeah. I loved everything about it. I was so immersed in it. I would sit in my bedroom with the lights off and just play that game on a little 13-inch TV as long as I possibly could. I remember that was the game my parents, my mom would come up and open the door and she'd be like, Jerry, you got to go to bed. Like, you've got school tomorrow. Turn that off. I'm going to sit here until you turn it off and get in your bed. Like, it was a game that I just constantly played. As soon as I'd get home from school, I would ignore all schoolwork. I wouldn't play my trumpet. I would play Medal of Honor. Yeah. That was that Star Wars game for me, Jedi Knight 2. Was it? Like sneak down to the basement and yeah. play that all night long. Well, see, I was lucky enough to have these in my bedroom. Yeah, we were never allowed to have anything. In I had it in my bedroom, but um, I was closely monitored. Yeah. And what felt like days of me playing it was obviously not the case. But gosh, I just remember playing that game so much. Yeah. So great, uh, man. So that's it. That's it. That man that brought me down a road of There's like so many more. I'm so like upset. I can't talk about because like oh, Metal Gear Solid yeah. games, the Spider Man games, Metal Gear incredible, Solid, incredible that's, Dragon Age games. Those I were never amazing. Played the Dragon um, Age. Hmm. Never played those. I love uh, love myself a good Vidya game. Vidya. And uh, I think Video game? this uh, this winter is going to be the winter of Jedi Fallen Order. I think so. I got to get it real soon. I was talking to Amy about it. I was like, hey, I haven't bought a video game in a long time. And I'm talking about getting a Star Wars game because it's coming out. What's, did. what's the last game you played? Uh, Not including like the Wii games you've been playing. Like for real, like 
as a, well, I guess you played Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead too. Redemption too. Okay. And then I've also played a <laughs> this is gonna make you laugh. But I've played a lot of farming simulator. Ugh. Love it. I've never played it. Oh my gosh. I live it. farming simulator, so I know you do, but I think you would like this game. God, I, I forgot about the sim games though. You know how many hours of my life I spent playing Sim City, Sim Farm, and Sim Ant? I never did Sim Ant, but oh. I did Sim Farm. Sim Ant a lot. was the one where you were an ant and you made like an ant colony. Oh gosh, that sounds so fun to me. It was fun. It was amazing. I feel like it's fun now. But SimCity and SimCity 2000. Oh yeah, I played like a lot of SimCity. But SimFarm, that was awesome. SimFarm was my jam. I played SimFarm. That's the computer game that I played all the time. Yeah. SimCity and SimFarm. Oh, there's so many more games, guys. I know. I, it's just, it's, we're already throw two, out some, yeah. two and a half hours, man. We're we deep into this. this. But throw out some comments on snarfcomics.com or on our Facebook or Instagram yeah. or Twitter. Let us know what your uh, favorite games are. And let us know your favorite games because there's so many out there that we have not touched on that yeah, obviously okay. are better than probably what I've chosen because I, I didn't choose a lot I think of people like people are going to be yelling about like God of War. God of War is an awesome and, game. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, so th- here's a funny story. You got the chainsaw gun. What's that one? Borderlands. No, the first person shooter where you got a chainsaw on the bottom of your gun. Uh, I don't know that game. That's yeah, a you would. Game. Yeah, you would if you if I. When my real quick story, when my cousin or not cousin, when my nephew, my oldest nephew, he's twenty, almost going to be twenty one. Gears of War, that's what I'm thinking. Gears of War, um, maybe that's the game I got him was Gears of War. He was like, he was like turning seven, and I got him a video game for his birthday, seven or eight, and it was either I think it was God of War. I think I got him for his There's birthday. Like legit nudity, in that and it game. was like, yeah, I shouldn't have got him this game, and. My brother was like, oh, that looks like an awesome game. Like, that just came out. Sweet. And everybody else was like, all of the women were looking at me like, what did you get him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever I want. Anyway, so this week is like wrapped. We got we, we to gotta wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, check out patreon.com slash snarfcomics and uh, comment and let us know what your favorite games are. And we'll shout them out on the next podcast. Absolutely. For Snarf Talk this week. I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you.